Hey, Feral Audio consumer, did you know Feral Audio's got a new survey? Hey, I am a Feral Audio consumer, even though you're not talking about that, and I didn't know that. I am talking about that. Man, we're on a mission to get to know our listeners a little better, and that means you. So basically, these surveys, they kind of help us get information about what you like, right? I guess so. Your participation in these surveys it, uh, makes a difference for everyone making podcasts at Feral. It's a super easy way to support the shows you love. Um, so we appreciate you helping out. I mean, I'll say I don't, I, I, but that's just me. I don't like the idea of, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the idea of a survey. Right. Please feel free to let someone at Farrell know that you wish I lost weight. I, you can seriously in advance go fuck yourself. Not, I don't think these are the survey questions. Okay. No, no I, I imagine it's more like, who are you? Like, like what if we find out that there's like, you know, a bunch of asexual listeners, you know, and right. that, and that the, they in particular don't have, uh, uh, they don't feel feel like they have a their point of view represented like the great thing about podcasting networks is like it's very low overhead to create a podcast so this survey is a great first step to to, to help us build a better feral audio that that includes like if representation is your jam or it just like your interests you know are you, right uh, are you into football would you never for instance ever buy a football app if it was advertised to you, is that not helpful to you? Right, right. We can we can tailor make connections between audiences and, right. and, and, and the advertising. This survey is going to exactly help out those kinds of issues because we don't know you don't like football. Um, you can find the survey at feralaudio.com slash survey. That's feralaudio.com slash survey. You're helping yourselves. The Feral Audio, the Feral Audio survey. You'll float too. <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by last rampage the new true crime film starring robert patrick heather graham and bruce davison and we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie so uh, my name is alvaro rodriguez i'm the screenwriter for the last rampage as a writer to me I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um, you know kind of horror genre, thriller, or action movie, or kids movie, or, you know, different kinds of things. And it was always more, I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before, but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of, um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who, you know, had been in and out of institutions from the time he was, you know, a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed um, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family-centered in, in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, 
get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. From beautiful uptown Burbank, Harmontown is now in session. Spencer Crittenden. Oh, what's in that bag? Special stuff in that bag. I don't know, man. Let's bring out the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Thank you, thank you. Wow, that's a new, I think it's a new lighting setup, right? Say I'm what? assuming the microphone's further back because it's part of a new lighting setup. I, I don't know. Why do I always start the show in the worst fucking way? Not just the worst way, but just specifically in like really wondering about whether the microphone's position is important in some way. Like whether it's intentional or haphazard is like, that's been a topic of discussion at the top of the show many times. Yeah, I guess it's the first thing that I uh, see. Yeah, no, I'm sure that's why. <laughs> it's not a scripted show. It's not. I don't have a plan to talk about anything. I mean, I have a couple notes. Uh, I passed a very important romantic threshold uh, on my trip to New Orleans uh, to uh, uh, celebrate Cody's mom's 70th birthday. We went to uh, went to this city. Uh, New Orleans is great. Uh, it, 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 I. I it, so you like music and food? I, who doesn't? I don't understand that part of it. I don't. I don't. I'm not yelling at them. They've been through enough. But I just don't understand. I, I, wait, wait, who doesn't like music and food? And what if I if I if I go to your city that's famous for its food? So you got your Portland. You know, let's say your Asheville, North Carolina. We've been to Austin, uh, New Orleans. The big food cities. The food cities where it's like, oh, all the food's good, and it is. We always go there. We go. If you go to these cities and open a bad restaurant, do you, is it just that it's the momentum of the capitalistic biosphere there, like? Just people wouldn't go. They go. This food's terrible. I'm a Portlandier. I, I, I know the difference. I'm not gonna. And then you would. So so like the, these are just cities that have created an ecosystem of foodieism. You're, so you're mad at New Orleans for liking food, and for liking music. I'm just wondering if it's all a scam. You know, you just say your city is the uh, home of good food. And then people will just go, hmm, this is delicious. Like, I'm kind of suspicious of it, because I ate a lot of things called, like, Creole omelets, and they really tasted like omelets. <laughs> You're not supposed to get a Creole omelet. You're supposed to get a bag of crawdads or some, you know, a beignet and shit. And what is this obsession with the saints marching in? Like, like that's, a, that's a really uh, horrible song. It's about the apocalypse. It's, like, it's, a, it's an apocalyptic biblical song. Right, but it's zealotry. It's about picking picking the right team. Anyways, that's not what I wanted to talk about. I was in a uh, hotel room, and we were going to go out to breakfast, and I didn't at any time. I start, and I suddenly noticed. I never, uh, as we were leaving the hotel room, I never asked uh, 
I never made sure that both Cody and I had a key. And I always did that. I was married, and I always, I, 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 I've never stayed in a hotel room with somebody and didn't make sure that we both had keys when we left the room. Right. So this, symbolically, this means that something is, I've let go of something in the back of my head as I leave a hotel room with Cody. Like I'm like, I, I imagine we'll be coming back together. Oh. <laughs> or that's assuming we're coming back together no matter what. Well, I mean, it's, it could, you could look at it as clingy, but I think, it's, I think it's more unhealthy that I was always, like, prepared for the event of, of coming home separately. <laughs> right. Like, well into my marriage, I was still like, well, you know, you, stitch in time. <laughs> it's a weird thing to be prepared for, you know? Like, oh, but, well, but, you but never now, know. We now, could... now you feel healthy because you, like... Yeah, it never even occurred to me. Like, I t- it was like the third time we went out. I was like, oh, shit, I haven't, I haven't had a hotel key this whole time. I'm, like, totally comfortable being completely dependent on this woman. See, it sounds pretty codependent. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, it's a, I think it's a good move in the right direction for me. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was a good day. I, I, you, you all know Dan, can what I ask this you, is. Did you have to use your AK? Yes. No, no, I didn't. You didn't. That was okay. a good day. That was a good day. Uh, the, uh, but, you know, well, well yeah, I did this. I, I picked up my gun. I, uh, Yay. I now Did know you use your to, AK or did you not use your AK? I learned to field strip my Glock 19 in my bed I, and, and, and oil it. Oh, so you, so you, you finally got your gun. Yeah. Danny I, got his gun. Yeah. And I, I, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, guns are, guns are amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the greatest ways to shoot bullets. <laughs> that's the thing. So that's the thing that was great because part of the safety manual or the owner's manual. Period. It, it, it's, it's, first of all, let me explain how a gun works and what's happening when you pull the trigger so that you don't uh, blow yourself up or someone else that you're not meaning to because it's a lethal weapon that you bought to put holes in people. But let's make sure you don't put it in the wrong person. Uh, and so they explain how everything works, and it kind of it really sinks home because you you the ammunition. You buy by the bucket. Like, like it, I said, oh, I guess I need some bullets for this. And the lady said... How many buckets of ammunition do you Yeah, have? and I was like, buckets? And she's like, yeah, behind you, there's the target range bullets, and then there's the home defense bullets. Those are more expensive. Why? Because, they, because the target range bullets will just go through walls and stuff. So even though they're kind of more dangerous, they're cheaper. The more expensive bullets are the ones that are just for shooting someone in your bedroom. They're the ones that just explode inside of human bodies. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, do they like lob out and like land on the burglar? Uh, But no, it's probably is that they're just like made of different stuff and they're not like going through. The the shooting, the the gun range bullets are more deadly than than the and cheaper. And you buy, I bought a paint bucket full of bullets. That's it, and that's just an interesting sideline in this world of. uh, mass shootings and stuff when they say they, the, uh, they go and they look in the trunk of the person and they say look how much ammunition they had but they, you know you buy this stuff in bulk and the odd thing to me is that these guns they're basically staplers that, sh- that, that have a little you put a little rocket in them and, the, and, and it's got it's got a bunch of explosive in it like a stapler <laughs> Well, the gun part is like a stapler up until the point where instead of a stapler, there's a fucking tiny rocket. 
so that's my point is like Chris Rock has that joke about like we don't need gun control we need bullet control that would be the solution to make bullets really expensive but I'm I, not making that same joke I, but I am saying like isn't it fucking weird that we don't regulate bullet like like you can walk into that store I don't need a license you just buy these things like ostensibly I can go home and make a gun people make guns in prisons out of like bunk bed legs like I saw Hill Street Blues once there was a guy he was like I got a like a zip gun or something he's holding like a little toothbrush thing he made as long as it you know hits the firing pin receiver thing on the back the primer hey, look, hey, primer look, cap Dan you can talk the talk <laughs> I just think like, like that's that, that, that's the thing that kills you there's a bucket of little rockets in my bedroom and it was like eight bucks for a thousand of them or something. And it's like, that's, those things kill babies. Is this gun is just like, you take it apart. Like John Wick, you learn how to do that to clean it. And it's like, and that's when you realize all those movies, you know, like you see the movies where the guy like grabs the gun and field strips it with one hand, like the, the slider fly. You can't, come on. If, if a guy did that, if I, if I, if I was a, a thug and I was like patrolling a drug lair, and uh, and a guy in a trench coat that was like like the hero came around the corner and he grabbed the gun. I'd be like, oh fuck, God, you're good. And then, but then if he like stripped it, like like took it apart really fast, I'd be like, okay, well, what are you a magician? Like what? What, what are you spending your time on learning how to do that? Then you maybe I should try to grab the gun back because I, I, I like that's all. That's like if he grabbed your gun and then like did a card trick or something. Like like like, like or, the, or like the best time to take a gun away from somebody is when it's taken apart. Yeah, it's the safest time. Well, you could. Yeah, it'd be easier. To, yeah. Anyways, I'm just saying it's hard to. T- also, I, I like that you think that bullets are rockets. They are. They have a little combustible thing. They have a little cartridge. And there's gunpowder. I mean, it's like that's the part that kills you. It's like. What size gun do you have? What, what's the uh, ammunition you have? It's a nine, nine millimeter, millimeter, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I know I stimulated the market. I'm part of the problem. We were already we've had gun violence just this last week, and 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 here I am like um, stimulating that market. It's like if I it's like for instance if I was going to have someone up to talk about this amazing movie that has a very pro vegetarian kind of uh, <laughs> vibe, and I've been eating fucking sausage like crazy after. Uh, I, like yeah, we're we're part of the problem when we vote with our dollars. I bought I bought a gun, but that that I I have no excuse. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just scared. I'm, I'm like I'm I'm, con- I'm like I'm doomsday prepping. We got uh, ham radio uh, instruction manuals. Man, yeah, I'm learning how to read, uh, do ham radios. This shit's hard, man. There's a ham radio store. It was so much easier for you to just get the gun. Yeah. (laughs) It was so easy to get the gun. And then we went into the ham radio store, and the guy's like, all right, what's going on here? Tell me what you want, and I'll tell you how you can get it a month from now. Uh, and, and it was, like, crazy. Like, we bought for $30. Yeah, his position was, like, trying to... It was like a secret club where he was trying to not tip his hand but gauge where we were on the totem pole of ham radio. Right. Because there is a totem pole of ham radio, and there it is. has, like, There's three like, or four tiers. But you can be mentally of- ill and buy a gun. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and they're lifting those regulations like crazy. It, 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 those people have lost their minds. They've given they they they. You it, don't it, even it, need to pass background checks half the time because like background checks can get expedited, and if they they go, I mean, this is certain states, but if they like if a certain time period lapses, they'll just go. Oh, it's been too long. Let's not do a background check anymore, and then so people just get guns without background checks. It's great. 
So yesterday was a good day because I, I, I was like, I'm just on this crazy roller coaster where I, it, I swear it's, I have to be totally honest and just say, if, if President Trump is upset, I'm happy. And if he's happy, I'm, I'm just depressed. I can't do anything. <laughs> like, like if, so if he's tweeting like, like, like hey, I'm, uh, uh, I don't know. If he's just like spiking his little toddler football, like I'll just have a bad day all day. And then, but then, the, yeah, the, 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 or two days ago it was like this great morning because he had that tweet about how he was under investigation and he's like throwing his fire truck around the room and <laughs> and it just felt good and all of the articles were about like it's closing in on him and he's under investigation I can't believe he admitted it what a dummy and and uh, all this stuff and just all the you know I refreshed on all the threads of how we're going to prove that he colluded with the Russians this isn't conspiracy theory this is a real thing and now we're going to get his financials and blah 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 and all this stuff it just felt really good and then the, and then this morning it was like his lawyer says he's not under investigation. And I was just like, what the fuck? I fucking just that's why I got the gun. I got the gun because the only thing I understand is that I'm out of control, and I'm I, I, I don't know if you know how hard it is to be white and male and fragile. And you said before that if you had to kill yourself, you'd do it with a gun, right? Yeah, I did say I did. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. People don't realize like how much uh, the real heroes of Handmaid's Tale are the commanders. <laughs> I have a question about Handmaid's Tale. Uh, the, 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 why why is, is it part of the point of that uh, dystopia that even the men are miserable? Because it, is it, is it, is it, isn't it a dystopic thing where it's like the patriarchy is out of control and the women are just for, uh, objects of fertility and, and servants and things and they don't have rights anymore. And, 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 but then the, the, but the, all the men are, there's no men like lighting cigars with like, uh, you know, women's hair and going like, I love having balls. Like they're, well, they're all like bummed out because they have to like fuck their well, babysitter well, while that. they're looking at their wife and like, and, and, and everyone's sad. And I'm like, what kind of patriarchy is this? The, like, shouldn't it we look, look at least like a little we, bit like 60s Playboy club? Like, like they're wearing little tails and it's like, and the, and the, and the, and the conception sessions are like private and involve music. Yeah. I wish we could just find a, a dystopia where we could have fun. I, but, I, but that makes me wonder, is, like, oh, that's, is that part of the commentary that this isn't just a, it's not just about like, oh, if men had their way, it would be awful. It's more about like, look what we do to ourselves. The, the, the patriarchy is the patriarchy because it's not self-aware enough to understand what it wants and doesn't want. It'll, we'll all land ourselves if we continue to follow this path of like, you know, if we use the excuses of religion and things like that to, and gender identity to, to, con to construct a society where everyone gets to do what they want. Nobody is going to get to do what they want. You're just going to, everyone's going to be all bummed out and under pressure. And it would be better if we just relaxed, even if we were a little infertile. I agree. My other question is: In the book, after after she plays Scrabble with him, does it does it does it have like the '80s needle drop while she walks in slow mo, like in Mean Girls? Like, it, it, I felt like it was mixed messaging, but I could, I'm I'm not a guy, but I'm enjoying the show. I, I am a guy, and <laughs> I am a guy, and am enjoying the show. It, 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 Dan, it's okay to not be a guy. <sighs> 
But we are kind of behind. We haven't watched uh, Handmaid's Tale for a while. So maybe we didn't enjoy it. Maybe we got turned off by the Mean Girls slow-mo walks. Maybe we, maybe we bailed on it. Maybe we were like, what is this? What's going on? Let's watch Wizard of Lies. Why is it called Wizard of Lies? Is it supposed to sound like Wizard of Oz? What are they going for? Why is this, why is this a non-linear story if the whole thing takes place in an apartment? How's your, how's your book coming along? Uh, I've, I'm working oh, very man. hard on it. It's almost done. It's almost done. Just shut up. They're going to sue the fuck out of me. I'm, I'm working hard on it. I had to go back and like rewrite part of the introduction where I was like, you know, I'm introducing a book. Okay, hold on. The election's on. What the fuck? You know, like there's no such thing as a book that you've started before the fucking election that can... It's, a lot of creatives are going through this. There's also positive effects of the election where I'm finding, as I work with writers and different stuff, where we're breaking stories about like a snowman that comes alive or a robot that fucks a shoe. Like it... <laughs> Whatever it is, even if it has nothing to do with politics, there's been a 10% decrease in the need for suspension of disbelief. Does that make sense? It, it, it's just across the board, like all writers. I'm not kidding. It sounds like a joke, but it's like on every single project that's, that I started before the election and that and now I'm working on after the election of where I'm having like trouble with stories and stuff, we just go like, wait, so can't he just be a time traveler? And then they go, yeah, why did we rule that out? Oh, because, yeah, that was before the singularity started glitching out. <laughs> and like, 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 like wait, well, why don't we just have her say, uh, snowman, snowman, come alive, man. And she could just walk up the walls like Lionel Richie and... <laughs> oh, that... She put the ceiling fan on her head and fly out the skylight like Inspector Gadget. I, I, why, why didn't we think of that before? I don't know. What was, what was, what was blocking us before? Uh, anything can happen. I got a gun. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill myself with it. Don't do that. Eventually. Don't, don't. You, what, you want me to die of a stomach ulcer? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I hope you die of a stomach ulcer. <laughs> can they kill you? A stomach ulcer? Can you die of an ulcer? I don't. Well, you get stomach. I mean, an untended stomach ulcer could create stomach cancer. I guess. No. Do you have do you have ulcers? I assume I have. No, well, I don't feel anything in my tum tum. I have horrible. I have horrible heartburn. Chronic horrible heartburn. It's got to be just forty years of just soaking my esophageal flap in vodka has made it like kind of. I can tell because if I eat popcorn, I now have to like I have to like consciously breathe then eat the popcorn and then, like not breathe while I'm eating the popcorn. If I'm watching a movie where like a, 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 a Voorhees or something comes around the corner and, and I go <gasps> uh, the popcorn's going straight into every like alveoli balloon like, like I just have lungs full of popcorn that are just disintegrating there's like dormant tuberculosis in, the, in there like eating the popcorn and going, I didn't know what did I do right So you got to be careful. You, see, you seem a little down. Or, or you, you said yesterday was a good day, or today was a good yeah, day. Yeah, today's a bad day, because it's just like, oh, I'm not under investigation. I, you can't control this guy. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's just a big... He's a, he's a, there's a baby. There's a baby on a motorcycle, like, like, like driving in a bullet store. With fi and he's swinging firing pins around in a bag, just throwing them everywhere. I mean... 
a baby in a motorcycle in a bullet store it's not going to set the bullets off. I know. And maybe that's why the bullets aren't dangerous, because nothing can. It just seems to me like if you look at the mechanism of a gun, the firing pin goes, like, it's just like a thing. Like, it just seems like you could fire a bullet by hitting it real hard with a hairpin. Yeah, yeah. Like, with, if you had uh, pliers and a small hammer, you could go, bang. Yeah. It was like, it was, Shoot someone. Yeah. <laughs> you never hear about those shootings. <laughs> Have you shot your gun yet? Have you taken it to the range? You no, gonna... no, because I don't know. I, no, I, w- I want to like learn to use it. And... Yeah, there's a there's a firing range nearby here, and they have like uh, a weekend gun safety class. But I don't know, man. I don't. I, the last place I want to be is like a group of weekend intro gun safety <laughs> class humans. Also, people keep people keep going into gun ranges and killing themselves because you get a gun and, and it's free or well, not free it's cheap and, you want, and people just keep blowing their heads off well, that's inside fun, gun though. ranges that's just part of the that's territory that's the price of admission yeah, if yeah. You... sometimes you get like a chicken and your egg McMuffin yeah <laughs> that probably doesn't happen uh, alright anyways yeah uh I, I, I mean, I, I, uh, we'll bring up our friend now, our new friend that I met at the uh, screening, uh, Netflix screening for this movie that's coming out, Okja. Um, uh, it's, uh, b- God damn it, it's, it's Bong John Ho, did I, Jun Ho, Bong Jun Ho? Is, did I get that name right? Okay, Bong is the first name. Uh, there, there, there's like a thing where the, the, the people that refer to working with him on set is like a part of Korean culture. You call him Director Bong. Uh, it's like, like kind of fun. I don't know. That is fun. This is getting neat. I wish we had that in Wednesday. That would be, if you're a director or, a, or you should be called like Writer Harmon like, or Writer Dan. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like it. <laughs> And then, and, then, and then all the fertile women, we can round them up, dress them like nuns. But in a sizzling red color. <sighs> sizzling. Red nuns, it's hot. They're the handmaids, they're like red nuns. Um, but only when they're going to buy oranges. Like they also have to buy oranges for everybody. Okay, all right. I'll work on my dystopia. It's got third act problems. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, the, we, 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 uh, this is a, fr- a friend of Cody's who was there. That's why we were at the screening. And because I was at the screening, I didn't know anything about the movie. I never saw a trailer. I, I, so I w- my mind was fucking blown by this movie. So I was like, come talk about it, even though you guys haven't had a chance to see it yet. It's, uh, it's, co- it's coming to Netflix next week. Uh, but uh, let's welcome our new friend, Christina O. Oh. Oh, thank you. you. Christina brought a, a foam okja. Hi. A, a foam? Oh, oh, he, oh, no. he, she fell. A foam what? What is that? It's a super pig. Oh, it's a super pig. Okja in the movie is a super pig uh, created by a corporation to uh, genetically modified in order to solve world hunger. Solve. These aren't spoilers, right? Because the first five minutes of the movie, they explain it all. Uh, and uh, so there's it's, it's a there's there's giant pigs that are being tested and like uh, and and the story follows the ownership uh, of of one giant pig Okja and her owner. What's her name? Mija. Mija. 
Um, anyways, like, so, and I, I saw you after the movie, and I was like, I think that was a perfect movie. I think it was a 10% Gyllenhaal reduction. Like, like people are going to say he's over the top, you know, like, but I didn't, I didn't care. But, but like, 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 I don't know why I qualified it with that, but, but it's, it's because truly I wanted to, like, I really thought it was a perfect movie. Like, 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 like and so, and, and then you were like shocked to hear that, and it seemed like so was Bong. Can I call him Bong? You have to call him Director Bong. Director it's his Bong. Last name. Right. So oh, the last it? name comes first is Got the it. formality, right? Yeah, it's a very honorific culture. Yeah. You gotta eat that mic. We have everybody. Right. Dan's setting a bad example because his mic's way, way oh, hot. Sorry. No, oh, no, because oh, oh, my mic's hot. No, it's just picking you up, yeah, from really okay. far away. Yeah, your mic's not as hot because we're in an honorific culture too, so. We, <laughs> so the male gets the better a, mic. There's a glass the, ceiling on your mic it. decibels. Okay, I will yeah. put it. I gotta get up on mine too. See, I'm like right here. But don't cover it with your hand. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Unless you're going to beatbox. Then I find that that helps because it helps the peas not pop. It looks cool, too. Oh, ja. Oh, 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 ja. Um, <laughs> so this movie was co-written by director Bong and... John Ronson. Now, tell us about him. John? Yeah. Was he there at the screening? He was not. He was not. He's cool, though. He's, he's an author. Well, he's like well-reviewed author and he has worked he's known bong forever director bong forever <laughs> and then he came up with this site or director bong came up with this like crazy idea i think driving down a countryside and he saw this billboard or he saw this animal and was just like oh you know what's it doing out in the middle of nowhere and what was that animal he mentioned that but he didn't mention the species of animal i don't know it's i just so think some sort of cute animal thing in Korea, yeah, uh, the the uh, so the movie uh, it's not going to be theatrically released. It's well, we're gonna so Netflix will do a day and date on June twenty eighth, and it will play in IPIC theaters in LA for like a week or so. But no, we want you to go watch it on Netflix. Um, and uh, he talked about that a little bit, and he was answering questions through a translator. Uh, he speaks fine enough English um, to, to do conversative stuff. But he, it, what I what I was gleaning was that he, every every director probably wants their movie to be on every theater screen in the world on Friday night, and have everyone go out and eat popcorn and watch it. Like we're yeah. we're gonna, it's a, it'll be a while before people get used to that not being the case. But it was worth it. Any the, the lack of that to work with Netflix. This is an unpaid plug um, because they're really like they're, they're, they're they they I don't want to make them sound irresponsible, but they give you money and they kind of what let you do your thing. Well, that's kind of the reason why. Okay, so once you see this film, you'll realize like holy shit, who would have given these people like this amount of money to go make this movie? It's a crazy. It was a crazy thing. Like imagine going to pitch, being like, all right. So there's this girl and her best friend's this genetically modified pig and gets taken from her and she's a she's a visual effect. Um, give us like several million dollars to make this. <laughs> but like, also it's rated happened. R. And it's rated R. And there's like <laughs> <laughs> That's the big thing. It's like, yeah, it's a big giant CG pig that you fall in love with the first moment you see it. Yeah, and and it's adorable. a horrible rated R movie. <laughs> Get it. I, I mean, I can't even imagine any other studio being like, yes, 
Director Bong, here's a check. But that's why I really think it's a masterpiece. And I also, like, something, like, when I was watching, I was like, oh, so this is a Snowpiercer guy. I I, I started watching Snowpiercer, and then I was like, ah, oh, there's tonal uh, incompatibilities with me here. Like, I, it's hard enough to write a comedy or an action movie. I don't, I don't want this goofiness happening in my action movies. And I kind of, like, drifted away from it, and I was like, I bet that's just a thing when East meets West, you know, like, filmically. And then I, when I watched this movie, I was like, wait, no, is this guy, like, the Coen brothers or anybody? else that we put in that category where he's like fucking with us he deliberately you can he's he's evolving now or maybe this movie just like makes it clearer that he really deliberately plays with tone in order to take you from laughter to horrible like facing the abyss he's a master at that if you've watched any of his other films he did this film called mother and earlier did memories of murder and then he did this korean film called the host um which the first time I saw it, I was like, what is this? And it's like this horror movie wrapped up in comedic bits. And one scene that I feel like wraps, for me, that wrapped him up was in that particular movie. He uh, There's a scene where the father figure is explaining to his kids why um, the third particular youngest son is like kind of seemingly messed up and doesn't have his life together. And he's like, you know... We were so poor when we when when he was little, and I couldn't feed him proper protein. So that's why your brother's like a little slower than you guys. Mm-hmm. And he's like really burying his soul. And then the camera pans to the other brother and sister, and they're sleeping. Like it's just like those tonal shifts where he's like trying to open up and be emotional about something, but the world is like not hearing mm-hmm. it. And it kind of it reminds me of Almodovar in, a, in, in that sense, that there's like, you're li- and I don't know how much of that is the effect of watching a foreign film that blends a little comedy with like thought-provoking, weird, shaky shit. Yeah. I, I'm tr- that's what I'm trying to figure out as a Western viewer is how much of this is one person's genius and how much of it is just the weird effect of, of like a, a, a movie translating across international borders. I think it's a little bit of both. And if you know anything about director Bong, he is like, I think growing up in Korea, which had a very military kind of like regime for a long time when he was growing up, like he, I don't know if he wants me to say this, but he was like arrested for protesting in the 90s and stuff like that. Like he is intrinsically, I think, a person who has something to say about the way the system works and kind of fighting against him, this is kind of his way of doing it. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that's kind of how I read it. Um, this film, I think the underlying message, of course it's about friendship and you know this little girl and her bringing her family back and like this having to come to terms with adults and like grow up really quickly in the span of like a week or however long this film takes place, but it also has this kind of like nod to like the greed and horrible nature of capitalism and right but you're never preached to that's what that's what i'm trying to figure out how to tell people because the truth is if i look if i read the description of this on paper i wouldn't uh, i I don't think i would i'd be like well when am i going to be in the mood to 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 be told that every time i eat bacon that something horrible is happening um i'll put i'll put that on my list uh you know and, and but because i just wandered into this movie and saw it. I just like I'm so. Enth- I want to tell people you don't have to worry about that. It it, you, it is heart wrenching, um, but only in the same way that kind of ET is. Yeah. And it's I guess it's sort of like well, what if ET was delicious? Is 
is the it would just make ET kind of extra. You'd be rooting for Elliot to fly a little more. Spoilers: Elliot flies. It's a, ET's kind of a piece of shit. This movie's really good. Uh, no, I mean there's there's definitely a lot of like there's you can sense the there's it's it, there, there's like a half dozen movies that you could feel a real genuine like influence from without being derivative. Like you feel yeah. this whole ET thing, there's but you also feel this thing, King Kong thing, the King Kong like Pete's Dragon if you even yeah. want to go there. Spencer, you seem kind of glum, aren't you a millennial? I thought millennials are happy. Yeah, I'm just, it's uh, its hard to focus what with the news just being sprayed out all over me every day, day after day. Are you saying that the modern information scape is like going to SeaWorld and getting whale herpes all over you because you don't know the difference between health and information and stuff that's been vetted? Yeah, but it's all I know. I mean, I think that there's paper forms of entertainment, but those kept getting damaged by the spray of information. Well, as usual, my generation is here to save you because we used to have a thing called magazines, and they've gone digital now, and we've perfected the technology of bringing magazines, which are curated, professional-grade information, to your little millennial head. There's an app called Texture. You subscribe to it. It's like 10 bucks a month. That's the basic plan, and you get access to a shit ton of magazines. But, but... Have they made it easy to find and enjoy the articles I want to read with daily recommendations and exclusive interactive features, videos, and or more? Are you asking if there's such a thing as curation of curation of curation, making it all the more effective for you to get the information that actually matters? Yes. The Texture app includes ways to target you with the stuff that you're interested in. They can recommend articles and magazines to you. Well, here's the thing about magazines. They're so difficult. I mean, magazines are difficult, but I think that... Not famously. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you in that train of thought. Well, texture, it seems like, makes magazines easy. Yeah, no, you're saying you're saying magazines are difficult. I, Analog I, magazines are difficult. Oh, well, these are digital magazines. I mean, we know what that means. Look, you can, you're starting to be able to tell the difference these days between your like weird, random blogicle uh, about, uh, that's filled with rage and half-facts about how you should already feel the way you already feel, and then the, the, the idea that fair and balanced means that you're supposed to listen to an equally insane, angry person who's also half qualified, saying equally half truths. Um, you know, you 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 know that when you click on a on a legitimate magazine like uh, you know uh, Teen Vogue, for instance, doing like, great reporting work. that they've been since the election have been actually holding the goddamn administration's feet to the fire with their journalistic objectivity you see these certain <laughs> logos and fonts and things and you're like okay i'm in a magazine i'm, I'm a little safer here now i'm uh i'm in popular mechanics so right. i know that they're not going to tell me that people you... get paid to care about this stuff yeah exactly there's still an industry there there's food and wine there's fortune what if you love money what if you don't want to be a cuck snowflake <laughs> what if you just want to make all kinds of money for for an afternoon you can read articles about fortune, and you get this huge library of magazines. Over 200 magazines, and if you sign up right now at texture.com slash Harmontown, you get a 14-day free trial, and there's so many great ones out there. You mentioned Teen Vogue, but there's also Time, Real Simple, W. Texture searchable, and you can mark whatever you like, unlike magazines. Check out back issues, view bonus video content, and they even curate it for you. 
There's Shutterbug. I bet that has a lot to do with photography. And and you know, or maybe you want to read Siempre Mujer. I, I bet I bet that's uh, exotic. Right now, Texture is offering my listeners, not Dan's, a 14-day free trial when you go to texture.com/harmontown. And for my listeners, not Spencer's, there's you have 14 days to try Texture for free when you go to texture.com/harmontown. So. I mean, the way I see it, you can either subscribe to just a couple magazines every month, or you can have all your favorites on your smartphone and tablet all the time for way less. And how many times have you said to yourself, oh, I don't want to have a subscription to, let's say, Cosmo, because that says something about me. Right. But... Maybe as a guilty pleasure, because you're a cosmopolitan person, you also want to like check out where that mindset's at. Texture is normally nine ninety nine a month, and you get over two hundred magazines. But if you sign up right now at texture.com/harmontown, you get a fourteen day free trial. So go to texture.com/harmontown, get your fourteen day free trial. What 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 could possibly happen? How's that going to backfire? Texture, read an app. I would say that a big props, though, goes to our visual effects supervisor, Eric DeBoer. Just putting it out there, but he helped create this magnificent creature. Like I've never, I've never worked on a film where we've had this amount of CG. Where I mean, World War Z was a different thing, um, but this was like the main character, the star of the film, is a visual effect. Yeah. So how do you create that? bond between this little girl and this made-up creature um, and make it believable and touching and I've seen the movie probably like 20 times now and every single time at the end I'm like crying and it's I was, kind of remarkable in terms of like I found myself crying because the movie was so good sometimes I was like like not because it was sad narratively yeah. there, there, there were those times then too where like you know I could hear Cody sniffling and I was like I'm, if I look at her then she'll see that I'm crying but the, uh, <laughs> but the, I, I, I don't want to oversell it but you know hey everybody go everybody watch this and tell me I'm insane like if I like, like if, if it's not actually like this big a deal this movie but like I I found myself near to tears because of the action uh sometimes because i was like yes this is this is how you do it it's like it's a, it's a, there's a it's a little girl and she's like trying to save her pig but like it's not um cloyingly like oh she's a little girl but she's a power puff girl she's got big strong powers and she, you you love her. like she's a little girl and she's really at odds with the physical world and but she just is flinging herself literally and figuratively at this giant machine uh, called humanity, and and, and uh, like like at, at what I was most impressed by was like, there's these action scenes where, if she's chasing it, you know, you can see her making decisions about physically what she should try to do next, and you're so you feel like you're playing like an '80s laser just video game or something because you actually are with her and that she's like. Uh, you know, am I going to try to jump on this truck? Yeah, I think I should, but I didn't. It's, it, it, typically in action movies, there's a little bit of suspension of like, oh, well, how did you know that you were going to, you just, you're just improvising and so you decided to jump and now you're going to land on that truck. But it's like, there's a slight difference between that and, why am I, I do this all the time, by the way, it's called dance-planing. I, 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 I'm a terrible interviewer. I just bring people up and I just I talk. Like, yeah, I, I coined like, that. We're good here. Yeah. Um, but, but, but do you know, do you, from working with him, is that a conscious thing when he's doing action that he wants people to track the choices? Okay, well... Another thing about director Bong is he's like a director we've never worked with before. This guy's like remarkably meticulous in the way he shoots. 
Um, so every sequence or every whatever, the entire script is basically storyboarded. So I land in Korea and you're basically handed this book of the entire movie that's storyboarded shot for shot. Like it's, it's, it was insane. And then the night before we get our call sheets and with them are the boards for the next day with exactly what's going to happen. So it was, it was kind of crazy because you already knew and you already knew what it would look like. And then you just, you know, you would direct a scene and it was exactly like those boards, what, what was drawn. And a lot of people were like, oh, you know, that, does that give you creative freedom or whatever? But it does, I think. If you hear some of the actors talk about it, they're like, we knew exactly what we needed to do so then we could kind of have freedom within those parameters. And then the little girl, Mija, who's played by An Sa-hyun, was just remarkable. She was this, she's like this incredible kid and did everything so beautifully and then like would just go and do it and she'd like be playing in the corner and then they'd be like, action, and then she'd go run, run down the street. Yeah. And then he'd be like, cut, and then she'd be like, Where's the snack truck? And like, <laughs> like wanting to go. Do I think that. people are going to freak out most about her because she's people are phenomenal. freaking out about the you know the little girl in Logan who's like so amazing mm-hmm. and so striking and she's she's doing so much with so little like dialogue yeah. and stuff. She's just like glaring at Hugh Jackman and like holding her own. Um, but like this little girl is like doing these scenes with Paul Dano, who is I've never I was never like hey sign me up for the Paul Dano fan club. But nor was I a hater. I I just I would see him and I go who's that guy? His face is kind of weird. The uh, <laughs> The, but he is fucking amazing. I wanted to yeah. marry him. Like I, his character. That's the other. And the, the other thing. Again, I'm doing it again. I'm not asking you anything. But but like. Oh, keep going. Like that character is deeply flawed, but he's so righteous, and it's just it's and his relationship with the girl. And I I I I, I loved the internationality of the story. I love that it's part of the story that some people speak. Korean and English. Some people only speak Korean. Some people only speak English. That was kind of another aspect of the film that we wanted to touch upon. I think director Bong likes to have these characters that are conflicting. Like there's this animal liberation front, and they're a group with well-intentioned meanings, like you know, wanting to save this pig and expose this evil corporation and how they like had created all these thi- like super pigs that are just fucked up and they're having a terrible time. Um, but they're they terrorists. There's, there's there's a group of terrorists in the movie, and they're the good guys. There really is an ALF. Like that's, that's an actual it, thing. Yeah, is, that, is, that is, is, is it based thing. on the actual actual? I group? think it's it's not like a direct. It just happened to be like I think it came from his cousin is like an activist or something. Right. Um, but anyway, so they're they themselves are very conflicting characters, especially Stephen Yun's character, who is Korean American and he speaks. Korean in the film, but he's like terrible at translating. Uh, his character is. His yeah. character is. I mean, in real life. I'm just kidding. He's, <laughs> his, his Korean's really good. His Korean's really good. Um, so, like, they have these conflicting characters where, you know, they have well intent, well, you know, they, they really mean well, but they're kind of like a group of just like, bumbling idiots at times yeah um, i mean they're pure of heart it's it's, it's yeah. hard to say it's like it's that archetype where the people show up and they're kind of like they're goofy but they're heroes Even and jake's character mm-hmm. is like a deeply deeply i don't know if i don't know if you got that but he's like a deeply flawed person who started out as like this you know steve irwin-esque kind of like animal lover and then has just been beaten right. down by this woman for the past like 
Tilda's character for the past like yeah. ten years. He's like the shell of a man who he was, and he's just kind of taking it out on. Yeah, let's let's on let's talk about Gyllenhaal for a second in in this movie. Who I I, I just because I. I want to protect him because I feel like he's making choices in this movie that are so fucking over the top that everyone that I've, I'm afraid. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I'm afraid people are going to go. Why is he acting like the Riddler um, uh, when other people aren't doing that? Um, it, but like, what 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 kind of conversations does director Bong have with actors? Do they show up to set and go like, I thought I'd try something like this, and he's like, whatever. <laughs> or or is he like or you know, like what, how hands on is he? So Jake came in like. I think we were halfway through our shoot in Korea or so, and uh, we were literally on this mountainside at her house um, when he comes up. The mountain is like, that was like the first day. And this it's this beautiful set. It's in the middle of nowhere. You have to like hike down for like 10 minutes. Um, it's super secluded. And Director Bong was just like, yeah, so, uh, you know, he's coming up the thing, and maybe he's just really out of breath, so he's like, (laughs) and, you know, so he kind of ran with it, and then that happened, (laughs) and it kind of just stuck, and we, you know, of course, like, us being on the other end, we, you know, we see those dailies, and we're just like, um, does anybody want to say anything? Uh, and what does so? What does Bong say well, at we, that? Well, we were like, "Hey," so and he was like, "No, I kind of like it." So then we we're like, "All right." Do you and we th- had like this weird trust that it would work out. And it did, but uh, yeah, I'm curious. Wait, so like, he, he stuck with being out of breath as a character choice. When you see the film, I think you'll, he has a very high pitched. Kind it's of, kind of like. Uh, did you see Snowpiercer? Did you? Have you I, I, it, I, I hated Snowpiercer. It, there, there, there's, there's like. It's a, it's a bad movie. Meet me after the show. I'll explain it to you. <laughs> there's a, like everybody's. Uh, Tilda Swinton, what, what she's doing in, in this movie, along with Giancarlo Esposito, who was on Community, I, that's not important, but uh, <laughs> but it was kind of also kind of exciting. But uh, like, like the, um, the, the 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 just the two of them, and it was, along with what director Bong does with Foley, like in scenes that have no score, where they're talking, and like Tilda Swinton is. Uh, like, like doing just that character is like uh, simultaneously a totally car- a total cartoon and absolutely like rich somehow, like like captivating. Maybe that's just oh, you you're pulling out the Ferrari of actors and you're just like like so just cruising around the block feels like uh, an Olympic sport. Or maybe it there's it, it, like but it feels like this incredibly amazing character, this performance, and then the Giancarlo being like her like attendee, and then he like he'll, he goes and makes a cup of coffee, and you're just like. The, the choice of the camera to be where, everywhere it is at every moment where you watch Giancarlo Esposito make a cup of coffee for a second before doing his next line of dialogue and everything is just <laughs> foleyed. Step, 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 click, pour, steam. You're thinking of bringing her to New York, right? <laughs> And then that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite parts. She goes... I was just about to say that. And I think it's in that scene because, like, then Gyllenhaal's also in that scene. He comes into it and goes, like, here's what I think. And and and, 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 and they're kind of like, oh, man, I don't want anybody to be punished for enthusiasm. No, I think for, for the way that I, like, reconciled that in my head was that he, he his character, basically, he, he like, 10 years ago was this normal guy. And then for 10 years, he's been playing the role of this spokesperson and having to do all this stuff and he's become a puppet for this corporation right. that he's almost 
become the role that he was just playing. And he does say that stuff. He, yeah, he does then, a little... And then, you know, and then she even says, like, quit your whining. Right. I th- if, I'm, if I was in the edit bay, no one needs my help on this movie. It's a masterpiece. But I did say, th- I was like, well, put your money where your mouth is, Harmon. If I was in the edit bay and I had all that footage and I had one pickup shot, I would, I would just have one shot where, we, we just, where Gyllenhaal's character does a little amyl nitrate. <laughs> like, he just does one popper. Um, like, 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 or, or just something weird, some weird thing, like, 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 like huff something or, well, you know, that would have been helpful like three months ago. <laughs> um, but it's not, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. So, uh, but the, the, so the movie, like, like, this is the thing, like, I, it's okay to say he's not a vegetarian, right? No. He, he, he helped write, he conceived of this movie and then shot the entire thing. Everyone that watches this movie for at least 48 hours is, is not, you know, you're gonna just not have sausage. Yeah, um, I remember but, being in a, in a meeting earlier on after we were doing some scouting and we were watching some research footage of, there's a, there's a scene where they're, I don't want to like give it away, but they're dealing with animals in a certain way. And right. so it's based, that, that scene is based right. off of a real, how, how they actually treat cattle well of course yeah we figured yeah i mean I, <laughs> and, uh, and i was sitting in this meeting and he was like oh i want to show you this research clip and we were like i was like oh god and i was sitting there trying to hide that i was crying like in a room full of like producers and ex- was, other was it actual like actual footage of actual yeah it was actual footage process. of cattle being led to their slaughter essentially and they like Recoiling, kind of knowing like they were headed into something dangerous, yeah. Yeah. and it was like the worst thing I'd ever seen. And I was like, Ugh, I don't want to eat anything after I, this. I had a couple of friends, and I can't say their names because they, they might still be like the ALF, the Animal Liberation Front, was on FBI's like most wanted list, and it might still be. Um, and they would go into um, meat processing plants and animal testing labs and take the footage. And like, and, and I would tell people like, like I, I'm vegetarian. I don't preach it. People should eat what they want to eat. But there's a couple of things. If you don't want to eat meat, don't watch this tape. Yeah. And there, there's footage that's, that's so absolutely compelling and so horrifying. And that's that the, the thing that I want to make clear only because creatively this movie deserves so much recognition for what it's somehow pulling off. And I have no idea how it's doing it. How is it that part of the movie Everything that I've said, you know, you're you're imagining like, oh, I understand. The idea is like like Lisa Simpson. She sees the movie and it's like gross and it's like you don't want to eat meat anymore. But it's like it's not somehow it doesn't gross you out. It doesn't make you. It doesn't spank you as a meat eater for uh, uh, 40 years, but it just somehow invites you up. Into I think a- that's the point. We didn't want to. For us, at least, our intention is to never be like preachy about anything. We just want to show you a different right. view of something and be like, kind of like, hey, this is how it is. Make your own decisions. But we would like to ex- to show you a different side of the truth that maybe you don't, you aren't familiar with. And that's kind of. Like, I mean, that's a really extraordinary mind at work on his part. It's like, it uh, would he be a better person if he didn't eat meat? Sure, so would I. But. Since he does enjoy bacon at breakfast, him making that decision uh, artistically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to <laughs> s- 
put my camera on this side of this of that story, that issue, that that and 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 I'm going to do that faithfully. He just wanted to do that creatively, and it no, and then he just finished the movie and he ordered some sausage and uh, I, I, th- that to me it, it may it may not make any of us good people, but it certainly makes him a genius. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, actually, I think when he went on his research trips to, he actually like visited some slaughterhouses. I think he couldn't. I think the whole crew that went on that trip couldn't touch meat for a while because it was like there's something about the smell and right. the, the there's also different levels of we're talking about like you know there, you I imagine there's people that have different levels of issue with different it's like there there's probably people in the audience that personally eat meat but also recognize that there's perhaps like an industrial problem where we 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 we're doing it wrong. The system yeah. is built wrong. We're over addicted to meat. We 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 should make it more expensive, and it should be always uh, processed in a in a in a way that a comes as close as possible manner? to shooting it with a bow and arrow and praying over its carcass <laughs> in the forest. Yes, that's exactly what. <laughs> um, but and what about you? By the way, I never asked you. Like, are you a vegetarian? Um, I have made a kind of decision to try and do the pescatarian thing for a while because after, actually after having work on this, I, I didn't eat pork for the entire thing. Just there's something about piggies and... What about crustaceans? I actually don't like shellfish or crustaceans. That, that's no, yeah, I'm season. off of them since New Orleans. Because <laughs> you just ate too much? I just brought a brown bowl of... It looked like H.R. Giger like, made a... <laughs> It was just like everything. It was just like the eyes and the face, and it had a, it had an expression on its face. And I wasn't a human, and it wasn't it wasn't like oh this poor this poor this poor jumbo shrimp like. Uh, That's the exact face they make right before they die. It just freezes. <laughs> it's when they know they're like you're gonna. I'm going to be served to a guy that's not even going to appreciate me, am I? Aren't I? Uh, but, what a terrible death! Uh, oh, you killed me, and the guy didn't fucking dig it. Yeah, he didn't even. But but it was no. It was more like because it, they put a bib on you, and uh, but it's like I I look over at Cody, and she's like, yeah, you can't, you know, I don't know, but I'm like, what did you do? I lifted it out of the bowl, just and I just it's curled up, and then you uncurl as you uncurl it, the legs go. Like that, and then juice goes everywhere, and then uh, you're just like, "Well, do I eat the face off and then squeeze its body like, into my mouth? What, like rip what the head off and then suck the head? Suck the head," she says. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, 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 but at the end of the day, I was like, I, I just peeled it like a hard-boiled egg down to a big jumbo shrimp and then ate it. I was like, "Yeah, it's fucking shrimp, bro. Don't make it shaped like an insect." But you, but you we, we talked about this. You, you don't like when you get meat on the bone. You don't like to have to do the work. You, yeah. You want it to be done for you. And I would definitely, if we were living in a, a, a proper kind of caveman tribe. You'd die? I would, no, I would be a vegetarian. <laughs> I, would, I would be like, okay, I'll, you know, I, I wrote a play for you guys. Can I have a piece of brisket? <laughs> and, and if the alpha was like, no, you gotta, you gotta kill what you eat, what you kill. I'd be like, then I'll have a salad. Like, like. <laughs> I don't like your attitude. Like, uh, and and good good luck with your the obvious analogy what, for your character your, your character in my play being what do you coming think off would like be, a, What do you think would be in your ca- uh, in your caveman salad? What, what, what would that consist of? Arugula and parmesan. 
Just because I like that at Little Dom's. That's one thing about the cavemen that people don't really appreciate is how good they were at making aged cheese. Um, but uh, Christina, like, so how did you get like you you your producer? You work for Plan B. I, 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 how long have you been there? Uh, a little over six years. I'm an executive producer. Executive producer. It's a step below. No, it's a step no, below. Yeah. Settle down. I fell for the same thing. I'm an exec producer on Anomalisa. It's like, you know, I didn't do anything. But you did lots of stuff on this movie. I mean, so yeah, when, I when, when awards are handed out, you're not going to be up on the, on the stage for that necessarily? Or? No, no, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But at what stage did you get involved in the film? Like, like, like how early in? Um, so I got involved in... The, towards the end of 2015, I think October or November of 2015, um, I was like shipped away on a scout, location scout, wow. for like days. I forgot the connection was Plan B, which is Brad Pitt's oh, yeah. company, which is hilarious. He's the CEO of, of isn't he? Like, uh, yeah, he owns it. Yeah. Is he, is he always eating when he comes into meetings? <laughs> or is that only for, as an acting choice? Like, it's like, you know. No, he likes to eat. He's, is he? Because uh, he started like as soon as it, it appears, as soon as he got a say in what he gets to do on camera, he was he obviously started he saying like, as an actor, "Could I be eating something?" Watch, watch any Brad Pitt movie with the sound off. He moves his head a lot and he points a lot. There's a lot of pointing and a lot of. <laughs> 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 George Clooney has like a weird like George Clooney's head is always like like on a swivel. It's like he's bobbing like like it's it's funny to watch like actors without the sound on. All right. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> know what I'm gonna go. Christina, right? give us some dirt and Brad Pitt. Talk some, talk, talk some Brad Pitt shit. I really, he's a lovely human being. He's just the best. What is it, how, how often, I mean, what, what, or just like, uh, what, what is he like in person? I mean, I'm just, honestly just asking like I'm a high schooler. I don't, I, I mean, it's, I feel like I'm just going to let everybody, he's literally just like, he's normal. He comes in and. He doesn't go. Oh, but it's cool. I mean, he's got, his company is doing cool shit. Like, I, 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 World War Z, you know, what, what I, I understand why it wasn't, what, it, it didn't break records and whatever, but I, it was a great idea to try to make that book into a movie. Yeah, and geopolitical I geopolitical zombie film. Yeah, I, 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 like, I, like, I, like, I like his usage of what he's been dealt. Like, like he, you know, he's Brad Pitt, and like he's, like lots and lots of actors are like, okay, then I'll have a production company, and but he's like, Clearly, some, 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 somewhere in that pipeline, there's somebody going, and it might be CEO Brad Pitt going, like, I want to make good no, choices and that, make better I, movies. Yes, of course, he's, he's great, but um, Dee Dee Gardner and Jeremy Kleiner, my colleagues, are, like, really just crushing it. I remember Dee Dee Gardner worked at Paramount, right? Yeah. A long time ago? Before Plan B, yeah. Uh, the, okay, uh, Brad Pitt. We got, we got, we, yeah, that's great. 12 monkeys. What, what, 12 is, monkeys. what is Brad Pitt? Does Brad Pitt... That was my, that's where I'm getting my impression of... <laughs> does, he, does, does he have like a... Like, I, I wear two outfits. I wear either a suit or I wear like a V-neck like sweater and jeans. Like, does he have an outfit? Like, does, does he have like a... <laughs> More Brad Pitt does, does Brad Pitt have a uniform that he wears or does he wear a different shit every day? Like, give me some quotidian Brad Pitt shit. You know, I am, I'm like the most unfun person to ask Brad Pitt questions to. <laughs> You, so you don't want to be part of our regular weekly segment, The Pit Stop? 
where we just check in. Check in. <laughs> we'll we'll find someone seconds. else. Fine. Um, but talk about. Welcome to the pit stop, everybody. Oh no. Uh, oh God. This, this, he doesn't have a universe. This, this, uh, it's, it's, it's the update. It's where, a whole different thing here. Where were you born and raised? Massachusetts. And yeah. and so you moved you moved out to LA first or No, you know, okay, so if you a brief I was born and raised in Massachusetts until I was thirteen and I moved to Arizona. Boo. 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 <laughs> Four people cheered for Massachusetts, one guy boo. Uh, I bet that guy's from Arizona, right? Like, the, are you from, are you from no. Arizona? You're from, you're from Boston. You just, you just oh, hate okay. Arizona. You just don't where, like people leaving Massachusetts. Okay. Where in Massachusetts? Boston. Boston. Okay. I grew up in Peabody. Oh. Super, super tiny. Is that a is that a town that's spelled differently than its name would suggest? I suppose. It's spelled P E E B U D D Y. Is how it sounds. Yes, Peabody. That's the one. Peabody. <laughs> Gotta love Massachusetts. Yeah, and then I moved to LA. Spencer, will you be my Peabody later on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is production your ambition, or are you transitioning? Like, is this is is helping out uh, in a production capacity? Like, is it the end all be all, or is it a means to? No, of course. Like, I'm gonna be a producer without the executive in front of it. Right. But that, that's where it's not, you know, it's not yeah, like, yeah. and then I'll be a director, or then I'll no, be... No, no, I'll leave that to people that are far more talented than me. I'm glad you said that, because we have directors and writers up here all the time, and then we yeah. go, like, what's your advice? But it's like, we have so few, like, Steve Levy, my assistant, he, he wants to be a producer. And I, 10 years ago, I'd be Turn like, away. that's not an ambition. Go Fuck back. you. Suits are evil. Uh, whatever. And I would have, and then I would have gone on to get fired from, by everybody, and <laughs> no one likes me. And I, they're like, why do you keep calling us Suits. <sighs> I think people. I think people don't really know what a producer does. Right, like producers are fucking important as a- AF, to put it in <laughs> your language, your millennial as language. language. As important Korean, as right? AF. <laughs> they are as they're they're important AAF. Yeah, yeah. Well, I switched over. I switched. It was like I, uh, Gen X to millennial. Like it's like Spanglish. I was right. like as AF. <laughs> All right, but no, but it's but like saying like 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 pin number. You can, you can choose how much gender mustard you want to put on this. You can either answer this for the young ladies in the audience as a woman that interested in production, or you can just answer it as a human being. Uh, that that <laughs> also you can do both at the same time. You. You guys are gonna go home tonight and realize that meant nothing. <laughs> I am not a villain. <laughs> and that was not a hero. You'll figure it out later. Whatever. I forgive you for you know not what you do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if it's uh, like, like people out there that are going, I wanna work in production, like what are they, uh, how and what are the obstacles, any pieces of advice, whatever, take it. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, there is no like, do this and then do this and then do this and then you're a producer. If anyone ever tells you that, they're lying to you. Um, I did an internship, worked my ass off, and 
very serendipitously landed at this company. People um, hear that. Maybe some people are going, okay, so what, how do you, what do you open the yellow pages? Do you Google yellow pages yeah. and find out what yellow pages mean? Uh, <laughs> like, like what, what can you like really get granular about like, what do you do from Massachusetts? Like what, what the first step where you go like, I'm going to like start. You interning. have to have kind of, um, slightly oppressive Asian, Parents that want you to be a doctor or a teacher, mm. and then but you secretly have to want to do something a little bit. I mean, I oh, happy Father's Day, Dad! I love you. I love you <laughs> so much. Um, actually, my dad wanted to be a film director, but then gave everything up and. Don't you have to call him Father Dad in your culture? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Father O. <laughs> Father O wanted to be a film director, and he actually went to film school in Korea. In I don't know. 70s, and then he uh, immigrated to America to give us a better opportunity, so to speak. But then, um, how do you get to be an intern on a? In, yeah, in so a, then, so then I like moved to Arizona, went to school, and Scott Stuper was an alumni. Scott at, Stuper, I know it's he so sounds weird. like he can do anything. He's like he just he's at Netflix now. He's, he sounds like an Archie comic character. That, that he's great. He's 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 super lovely, and I interned at his company out of college uh, in my last semester. Is there a, a bulletin board at University of Phoenix? Is there, a, what, what was the actual? University of Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Woo! Wildcats. Go Wildcats. <laughs> uh, no, he was an alum there, so he had this, like, premier internship program that you had to apply for, and, and then I got it, and I went, and you work for free for four months, and then uh, it opens doors for you, I suppose. But if anybody, okay, if anybody actually is interested or wants to know, I guess come find me afterwards because I. Oh God! Don't terrible. do that to yourself. No. Okay, then don't but, come but, find but, me. But no, but I, that, I that is like why I'm be asking because like sometimes people person. are like, "What do I do? What do I do? Can I be an intern on on your show? Can I be a PA and all this stuff?" And I'm like, "I don't. I'm not. I never did that. Yeah. And I, so I, would I don't say know. Interning, interning is a great thing. Be a PA, but it's just like kind of like. My thing is be nice to everyone and introduce yourself and like be a cool person and things will happen. If you're an asshole, like I immediately am like I don't want to talk to this. How person. did you sustain yourself like when you were like people like that, that have internships like you you're you're not being paid for your work? Like were, were you broke back then or did you have a like Yeah, a, I lived um I, my parents helped me of course. Thank you. Um but I like lived with this old Korean couple. <laughs> they were super nice. I like had a, I stayed in a bedroom at their place that they like kind of randomly knew my parents, um, and I just stayed in a lot and I didn't eat a lot of rice and kimchi. You're so racist right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing. Like, like you hear about like like a lot of people that get to become like you know like you turn on the news and everyone's a journalist that they're all rich people because they, they could afford to be yeah they could they, they could afford to spend three years unpaid labor as as interns and doing this stuff but but you like you actually just like lived you squatted with an old couple and didn't eat much except you know like basic food. Well, I did. I did. I mean, like. I did eat because otherwise I'd be a lot skinnier. But um, no, I do think like I I knew when I needed help and I was like, listen, like I want to do this. Like, how do I do this? And my school was really cool and helpful. And I did I did thankfully find this couple, which was kind of odd. Like it was in a weird bedroom in Koreatown and there was a fridge in my room. I didn't really understand like a full size fridge. Did you ever look inside of it? It was empty. <laughs> yeah. 
I lived in Koreatown when I first moved to LA. Uh, there was a murder in the alley behind my house, and I'll mine tell you wasn't later. That bad, uh, but yeah, we should talk later. Koreatown, like, like it doesn't sound like uh, I mean, Danger I it, Town. It I guess it helped like, that I am Korean, so it, was, it made a little bit of sense. I don't, I'm sure the guy that got murdered was Korean. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm just assuming. But 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 uh, no, it is it is it is difficult, and, and I think like the difference now I think is a lot of internships actually do pay you. Oh yeah, yeah. That's good. What's next for producer O? What's next for Plan B? If they're the same thing, you can answer as a woman or a Korean. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not both. <laughs> Fuck actually, you, people. I actually became a. Actually, through this whole experience, I I became friends with Steven Yun. He's, he's an awesome, awesome dude. And so I think we are going to try and cook something up. And then um, we're working on a film, James Gray's next film right now. We just wrapped a film called Beautiful Boy, directed by Felix von Groningen, <laughs> which is going to be a it's kind of it's going to be like a little sad, but <laughs> well, so is Okja, but it's a, it's nine eleven. Everybody, let's hear it for oh. Christina. Oh, but not, those things aren't related. Thank you, Christina O, oh, for talking about Okja. Okja is uh, when's it? When's it on uh, Netflix? June twenty eighth, next Wednesday. June twenty eighth, next Wednesday. Well, Spencer, it's time to do a MeUndies ad, which I'm thrilled about because it, I don't have to force anything because I truly, actually, for real, actually love this product. Would you say your pride in the product starts on the inside and that... <laughs> see, here, so, see there so you go mean. with that crazy advertising voice where you're like, oh, I'm I'm reading the, the, the stuff, but this is the product we don't have to do that. I don't have to do it for because I love my MeUndies. You won't shut up about them. I, I fucking love them. They're great. There are look. I'll give you some facts that you're supposed to give in an advertisement. They're 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 made with micromodal, a fabric three times softer than cotton. You already know that. Their soft, stretchy undies come in an ever-changing array of colors and patterns. No matter what your style, they've got something for you. Yeah, I'm reading that. Yeah, I'm reading it. However, while I'm reading it, I'm wearing me undies, and I love them. We just got a new shipment uh, just this week, and it's always it's always a fun day when these little packages sail into our into we get them delivered to our business. But it's uh, it's fun just seeing everyone cracking open the undies and seeing all the arrays of colors and patterns. I get so excited when I see a MeUndies bag come to my house. I'm like, I, 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 for real. Like, when did I, 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 and I, I, when would I ever, why am I excited about underwear? I shouldn't be. I'm not that kind of person. But the answer is because they're high quality underwear. The answer is because MeUndies believes in people feeling good and being themselves, which is why MeUndies is putting their money where their underwear is during Pride Month. Are you telling me that MeUndies now is the political equivalent of their product in that they are uh, supportive and advocatory of, of, of both my nether region and the LGBT community? Their celebratory and advocatory practices are so evident that for every pair of special edition Celebrate Undies you buy during Pride, MeUndies will donate $1 to the Los Angeles LGBT Center. That's awesome, especially now that there is a horrible monster in the White House. I love being able to support the disenfranchised and potential targets of a fascist administration by comforting my own 
buttocks and crotch atories. Let's be clinical here. You're talking about um, your gluteal cleft and your uh, perineum. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, my whole lower body, really. Your whole lower trunk. Well, the truth is, you know how, like, like I mean, the MeUndies makes my whole mind, body, and soul feel good because I, 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 I don't even, I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You get up in the morning. It's the first thing you do. You put on a pair of underwear. Are you going to make it? A piece of garbage, mainstream, corporate garbage underwear made of horrible legacy of death cotton? Um, or are you going to use space age microfibers that caress, support, cushion, and advocate your balls, peener, and butt? Hole. Let's be clinical here. They also they have a little pocket in the front, and and then you go. Well, I don't need a little pocket in the front because I'm not like that. I'm not like I don't wear cologne. Like I don't. Oh shit, we can't say that. You could say that. I'm not one of those guys. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't drive an Uber. No, don't let them know that you don't wear cologne. Right. Don't let them know. I won't. (laughs) They can't. Don't let the people. No, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is the the little pouch in front, like it's not it's not because you're 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 saying, oh, I need th- this room because I have like an elephant trunk. You don't you don't need to pat yourself on the back or be full of yourself in order to give your uh, protuberances in the frontal region uh, a little room to just uh, live. Now, what area are you talking about? I'm like, talking about the the junk, the 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 little dudes, the 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 this is so the, vague. The Thompson twins, the the Cabbage Patch, the 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 NBA, the uh, the 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 Wonder Twins, and the Ostrich, the the uh, the Sphere, uh, the Sphere Two, and uh, Dustin Hoffman. Treat your Sphere right. Yeah, and, and Sphere Two. Uh, and as if, uh, well, here's the thing. Okay, as if you need another reason to try MeUndies, they're offering twenty percent off your first pair and a satisfaction guarantee that you'll love them or your money back. Just visit our URL, MeUndies.com/slash/Harmontown. That's MeUndies.com/slash/Harmontown. I like that you called it your URL. Like you, you feel like you're one with the MeUndies family. I think it's theirs. Head to MeUndies today. Pick up a pair of special edition Celebrate Undies. You'll not only get a discount on Awesome Mondays, you'll be donating to an amazing cause. The L.A. LGBT Center. So right now you're saying, Dean, there's, there's been a shift in the show. You're wearing a foam uh, super pig on your head. It seems like a harbinger of some sort of new aspect to our, to our program. And also you dismissed your guest like some kind of weird handmade uh, patriarch. <laughs> you sent her off. Why would that be? Well, because, as promised, like, this is finally it. After much fucking ado, we're, we're going we're gonna to play our new Pathfinder campaign. <laughs> I think you, I think you might have jumped the gun on the music. I, I, I just wanted to give it a sting. Oh, okay. Because I think, well, let's 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 see if this experiment can work, where we we take a break for the for the mid roll ad that the people that pay five dollars a month don't have to listen to, and instead 
the people listening to the ad on the free version of the podcast don't get to hear the following. I... You know, we don't actually have to do anything because no one will know. Well, I mean, you guys I think will. they'll know and they'll get on Reddit and they'll say... They're not going to say nothing. Are... These guys are too cool to be on Reddit. Yeah. Let's just talk shit about Reddit yeah, during they the. Love not, yeah, they hate Reddit. Reddit, these Reddit days. is like the Arizona of sites. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona, wow! It's Let's a great. It. It's a great. Arizona is a great state to go to if you hate women, Mexicans, and gay people, and front lawns. But you love gravel. Their front lawns are gravel. Look, your your statements bear no fucking gravitas right now. You got a foam pig oh, in your I, head. I know what to I know what to do during our. This is still during our. This is still our special break. Let me show because this will just be for people that are. Oh, do, do we have some? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, J- Jordan, Captain, we're going warp factor seven. <laughs> yeah. Give the actor his eyes. Do you guys think LeVar Burton, like, did, did anybody ever listen to that episode? Did something happen during that show that would explain LeVar Burton not only not showing up to my wedding, but also just kind of generally, I don't know, I feel like... I think he's on Earwolf now. Maybe it's an Earwolf beef. Oh. Don't Le- we have LeVar beef Burton's with on Earwolf? <laughs> no. Okay, can you I pu- think he is. Can you pull up the... Uh, I, I got my iPhone plugged into the feed because uh, I just wanted to show these... You might have seen these. I retweeted this picture. These are those uh, meat torture videos. These are the. <laughs> this is the. This is the photo of the. Uh, they're the protesters that were uh, outside Shakespeare in the park. Um, boo this, the cast. This guy's got a little sign that says "Boo the cast," and um, this guy. Is, and don't be don't don't be fooled into thinking this is a crowd. These are just two pictures. We're just. This this guy is behind this lady in the first. So. It's just Spielberg here with his pro-Trump, far-left, it's America. Uh, so the weird thing is I retweeted that, and then somebody like, that had tweeted, they're like, hey, respect my investigative journalism, because what I found out is that this person was saying this. I, I followed this like, kind of sub-thread, and they were like, this guy was outside the fucking Hamilton uh, show in New York. It's the same guy with the same sign. <laughs> Same font, same. I, is that, is that, do, you, do you think that he, like Cody, Cody said, oh man, if his son breaks his arm, he can stand outside the hospital and get triple. <laughs> or, but I don't know why you wouldn't want to cheer that cast. Or, Maybe because it's an Obamacare cast. Or, um, or but, if he becomes a ghost. <laughs> but this guy, so now it's like a question of, is he, so he definitely went from a boring villain to an interesting villain, but can <laughs> If he goes to it, what can he do with this sign to make him the world's shittiest hero? Uh, but wait, I, I, wait, wait, what's his angle? He hates the cast because they're, they're being lefties, or what? Well, you know, the Shakespeare in the Park thing—you know—they did Julius Caesar, and they—they. They, it's like, look, you, when you do Julius Caesar, you you 
you pick a fucking wardrobe, you pick an angle, they go, oh, let's make them 1920s gangsters, other thing. And they did an Obama thing where they, oh, Julius Caesar was a, an African-American man, and they, uh, they, 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 and this, this time they, they gave him a big long red tie and like blonde oh, hair. Right, right, right. And so then it was like, we all know that these people aren't actually offended and don't they're just playing this fucking weird game of hungry hungry hippos with us like where it's like they just like they're just like i don't know if that, that was a game like, from 1849 <sighs> it's just so fucking weird but i don't want to get sidetracked by that because we're we all spend our days this like, guy has, where was this taken this is also in new york uh, yeah, this is, no, well, wait, where's Shakespeare in the park? Where yeah. is the, that's Central Park, yeah, right? Yeah, so, but he, this guy has that much free time where he just goes from theater to theater. I like just, the idea that he made the sign for Hamilton and then he brought it home and he's a hoarder and he just put it on the side of the, he didn't, he's like, he's like, I don't know. I don't, I'm going to hang on to that because the, the arts typically, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't this is the last time that a play, uh, gets intertwined with my politics. And then he went to sleep and he ate some spam and he, uh, he but he, he, like, if he likes the play he has another sign that says don't boo the cast boo the player <laughs> uh, alright we're back from the secret segment oh Jesus Christ oh. if you're working at Feral Audio you shouldn't have left any of that in the show no one's working there okay okay <laughs> A- Annie's leaving and she can't even walk. <laughs> Annie's, Annie, it's bad when Annie walks out. It's like, yeah. yeah that's, uh, <laughs> you, you, please stay. We're, we just got into our ableist jokes. <laughs> no, she's just going to the bar. There's 45 people online. That is where you will always find Annie. All right, so Spencer. Hey guys, right, are you ready okay. to rock and roll in some D and D right now? Some pa- yeah. Pathfinder, rather. I gotta say though, I think it'll be bad. So, I'll just put that out there. You've learned well, my my student. Yeah. It's a great way to make it good. Why are you so pessimistic? Are you just lowering expectations? No. Well, I mean, technically, yeah, I am lowering your expectations. I'll I'll give you an excuse. Levy's not here, and we just last show we agreed. Oh, it's gonna we're you know we're gonna make it consistent. It's gonna be the three characters. Now Levy is. you know, yeah. right. visiting his family for Father's Day yeah. like he does every year because his dad died. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> me, me, me. More like Steve, Steve Mimi. Yeah. Steve Mimi. Uh, More like Steve, leave us. He did. He did. He fucking did. Yeah. Right? But that could be your excuse because you could you, that caught you off guard. Now you you, you got to confine the adventure to the two of us. I'm just I'm excited about it. I'm barely drunk, like I'm like not <laughs> as drunk. Yeah, me too. And uh, and I just we're gonna do real like I I know my spells. I yeah, I, it'll be bad. We, we I, I, I I it's fine. I know my character. Yeah, like I know who I am, kind of. What, what, did, you said earlier you might change your name from Carlos Johnson. Oh, well, oh I thought, yeah. I thought about it for a second because I was like, oh, Carlos, people are going to, oh, that's like a Freaks and Geeks reference. Like, wasn't that uh, James Franco's character? Was it Carlos the Dwarf? Yeah. But then I thought, well, he's Carlos the Unimaginative, so I don't know. I, I say leave it. I say leave it because yeah. if it's all of a sudden I'm named Duracell the fuck bugger, you know, like. <laughs> Wait, Duracell the fuck like? Duracell the fuck bucket? Oh, I ch- fuck yeah. bucket. I heard fuck like. I want. Look, if you don't become Duracell the fuck bucket, I hope we meet that character somewhere along yeah. the road. Duracell the fuck bucket. 
That just made me happy. I also feel like if once you once you once you riff the name Carlos, if you change it to anything else, I do feel like the Latino community feels we're gonna stiffed. have a very valid complaint because I'm like famous for the lack of fucking Latino presence in my hit oh, shows. Yeah, and remember that that uh what what's gonna have the soccer joke? Remember the Latino community joke? Oh man, you are not coming back after that. You are way behind with that population. We can't take another risk by changing a name away from Carlos, or you'll be just out of the game. All right, well, I'll stay. No, Carlos. there's that, that the thing, and there's like, uh, there was a press conference at community college, and then there's like, a, Mr. It's a, it's a, it's a Estudiante Press, what, how will this affect soccer? Oh, oh, that. Yeah. Well, you think people were affected oh, by that? So, uh, oh, so, there no, was, there's silly. protests. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, so Spencer, how do you, how do you want to kick this off? It was a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Do, do you you let me know when you want theme music, and you can you can uh, cast us off into a mystical realm of madness and mayhem. All right, uh, we're gonna do real combat, turn based. No more. I build a boat and row it to the weapon store. Right. And Spence, you can say and, that, but he said, like, "Oh, you'll say, okay, you start building a boat." Spencer, you're gonna keep us honest on our on our if we, if we do things that are not. Proper, you're gonna you're gonna give us notes, right? R- yeah. Real time. As far as I feel like doing that, right? Spencer, um, your enthusiasm your enthusiasm is exhilarating. Right yeah, now. I'm really just trying to set the table. <laughs> <laughs> Shall right. we start? Yeah, yeah. Hit it. Are you ready? All right. The town of Rowan has been in peril. A letter from the local priory details a village under siege by evil. The prior says heresy and evil have taken root in the town and demons and evil spirits have been afflicting the townsfolk. They've begged for aid in the past and they've lost contact with both of the clergymen who were sent to investigate. The prior fears for the lives of his congregation and seeks the aid of the church militant in rooting out the source of the evil and saving the village from its sin. All right, yeah. I didn't get a lot of that because I, I, I realized, oh shit, there's going to be notes. It's a classic trend of yours. <laughs> it's good. So let's start by asking questions. Do you have any questions maybe generating from the fact that you didn't hear some of this? <laughs> I, got a, I got a letter. Yes. From my uh, superior or some, you know, some bureaucrat within my church said, go to this town. Right. This town is uh, languishing from evil. Right. There's evil taking root in this town, and it's affecting our townsfolk. What's the town's name? Roan, or Roan, R-O-A-N. I think that's just Roan, right? Sure. I mean, I invented the I mean, that's a word. Yeah. Let's move past it. I, I, I wrote it down with a W, so let's just call it Rowan. I mean, whatever. I actually, yeah, no, I don't think you writing it down wrong should change the name. Yeah, you can't do that. I don't think that should be justification. You, 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 are, you are waffling on your own decision. I, well, I, the pronunciation, to be sure, yes. That doesn't open you up. This to, is what I'm you're, talking about you're when dungeon, I said that. dungeon topping from the bottom of the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Everyone's great. All right. So you guys, you're in like a, a horse-drawn wagon together. Because you've been you're, you've been dispatched on this mission, um, yeah. Hey, Carlos, um, Chad. Uh, good, good to see you back. 
uh, you were you're away for a while. It's nice to be back on a case with you. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Really? I remember I, I taught you things uh, uh, as my, in my role as a uh, cleric at the Church of the Silver Fra- Flame. Sure. And you were a great acolyte. You were a great initiate. Yeah, you know, but I'm, 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 I think I'm pretty grown up now. Like, I, it's, I, I, I feel weird that we're equals. Like, we're, we're basically the same kind of status, like, in the church. Like, I, I think of you as kind of a hero. You were my mentor. But now we're working side by side as a team. I don't, don't, I mean, it's good to just say that stuff. Don't, <laughs> don't carry shame around with you. You know, just keep yourself pure. I, 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 I admit to my jealousy. Like I, I teach young kids how to be uh, adept at the arts of the silver flame, and I, you know, when I see them rise in stature faster than I've ever been able to, I, I get I get jealous. Now well, that I mean, I've you confessed kinda, that, you kind of get in your own way a lot. Like you know, like you could have been top dog. Really, yeah. you just you you you. You kind of self sabotage yourself a lot. You know? Yeah, I mean, and now you're being a dick, and I. I <laughs> but if I don't, if the key is which of us uh, is more self inspecting and which of us is uh, saying stuff well, like the that. Thing is, it, it and, should... uh, and the answer, that, that person. G- g- okay, g- let's look, let's, 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 let's just drop it. I, I, I clearly. <laughs> Clearly, it's a lot of baggage there. I, 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 you know, this I, church is fucked up. You know what? It's fucked up. The church. church is the reason why we're here. Like we're trying to purify ourselves and purify the world of evil. The religion is the reason we're here. The church is fucked <laughs> from the head down by people that believe more in politics than religion. Okay. Well, let's not talk. Can we have one wagon ride where we're not doing this? <laughs> I'm just concerned for the people of Rhone. pronounced Rowan, but that's cool. Uh, h- how far out do you think we are? Um, driver! You're the driver. Hello. What? <laughs> oh, I'm driving. Yeah, oh. it's just like a horse. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wait. Car- Carlos, are, are, are you drunk? Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I, a voice in my head, I thought maybe was the silver flame, yeah, said, you, you're the driver. You're, and I, what, I what, thought it meant... I, if you've been drinking, you just, you're supposed to put the reins to the wagon in the, in the bowl by the door, and like somebody else drives the wagon. Like, <laughs> it's okay. It looks like Rowan's... I, 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 I look ahead on the road. What do I see? All right. The road is rough and bumpy out in the countryside, and the rolling hills look endless and foreboding in the dreary gray of the darkening clouded sky. Following an even smaller winding road to your left takes you off off the main path and into the verd- or, sorry, and into the gentler yellow plains that give way to fenced plots of fallowed farmlands. That's like farmlands without crops in them. The edge of town. This must be the edge of town. Aside from a single small house and barn near one of these farm plots and two darkened, ruined, kind of burnt-looking structures, no real buildings or civilization are, are found this far out. It seems like way down the way there's there's bit more of a town, but you're really only seeing these kind of three buildings on this on this path, and it's kind of getting towards evening. Maybe we should stop here and... Uh, Let's let the horses rest and uh, maybe give them some, something to eat, some water. 
Let's see if there's any people around that can give us information, the kind we won't get once we're in the confines of the city. Okay. Uh, the three buildings are a barn, a farmhouse. What else? Well, you see a, a farm and a barn house, or barn and a farmhouse. There we go. Um, that are right next to each other. And then across, like you're on a road, and then that's on, say, the left side of the road. And then on the right side of the road, you just see two kind of burnt out husks of buildings. Whoa. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I, I, we lead the wagon into the barn. Okay. So, um, all right. Yeah. No, you go, you roll up towards the barn and you can see there's light coming from inside the farmhouse and the barn's closed for the night. Oh, is it, oh it's nighttime already. It's sundown. Well, it's, it's like getting dark, but the barn's closed. It's magic hour. Yeah, that, if that's established, then sure. Um, it might be magic. I I, uh, I kind of quietly walk up and look to a window at the at the farmhouse. Okay. Wait. Um. Sorry. So we should establish. What do you guys look like? I mean, we can establish that later, maybe. But I, I don't know what I, you guys I, look I, like. I'm a gnome druid. Yeah. I'm I'm a short little fellow. I I, uh, I carry a walking magical quarterstaff that has secret powers. And my name is Chad the Firelicker. I'm a gnome druid. Right, and I, uh, you know, I'm dressed druidic. I have kind of brightly colored hair and a brightly colored outfit, and I'm I'm a little eccentric. You're a colorful gnome man. Yeah, sure. I'm a human, size medium. Uh, I am. I'm wearing a dirty robe. Right, so that's like church clothes, kind of. But your clothes are probably not like church clothes. They're like colorful. Well, I mean, like, I, I I I accent my church garb with you know like I got like a oh okay it's I like got customized. like my pouch that I carry my stuff and it's kind of like a fanny pack it's it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very brightly colored. I think I kind of look like an older Antonio Banderas. Great, <laughs> this is perfect. But maybe with a little paunch. Like I'm not athletic, but that might be part of. I don't know what Antonio Banderas looks like these days, but I think I I, I think I kind of look like a like a. Like a more ragged Seth Green. Well, this will be perfect. <laughs> um, thank you. Sorry for the diversion. So um, we are parking our carriage. Uh, th- this is one that we own. Did we rent this? Uh, it's it's. I mean, it's the church's maybe, but yeah, it's okay. yours. It's like a company car. It's a yeah. church wagon. It's a church wagon. So we park it. I don't yeah. know, you know, what you, uh, I'm assuming my character knows more than I do about how to park a horse-drawn cart. You kind of just stop it, really. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> how far is this uh, light from uh, this farmhouse? The farmhouse is like maybe there's a six, like a five-foot gap between the farmhouse or the farmhouse and the barn. So it's really close. They're right next to each other. So the the glow is really close from the window. And you said you were going to the window, right? Yes. Okay. So you look in the window and you see you see a woman who's tending to uh, tending to a cauldron over a fire, but it looks like a cooking cauldron, not like a witch cauldron. Um, hey, I, yeah. Well, you sh- you're a goblin. You shouldn't be hanging no. out outside people's dude, windows. Dude, I'm a gnome, so it's fucking this. I'm going to the front door. You, you, a, a goblin? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I'm sorry. I actually misheard that. I wouldn't say that. My character wouldn't say that. You know what? 
because I actually this Look, is me. I miss I did, her. If, if I if I didn't have so I much used respect to you being for a you, goblin, if I didn't have so much respect for you, I I would tell you that. I see why the church d- doesn't keep you in their good graces, why you're at the same level. Like, you should be, like, 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 ten times higher ranking than you are. We're the same. Like, I'm, like, third your age, you know? Like, <laughs> you, call, you walk around calling people goblins. It's like, I, it's fucking, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> so, why don't we just finish this... Let's, let's, let's rid Rowan of evil and get, get the fuck out of here, and then uh, you, you can go hang out with other racist people. I go to the front door. Okay. (laughs) I don't need you to be a perfect person. (laughs) I look at you as an opportunity to learn. I channel the silver flame. It purifies the earth of evil. Knock, knock, knock. Um... You hear uh, I, that coming from inside someone's. I only speak common. Yeah. So is that really what they're saying? Or yeah, it's like an old person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. What? <laughs> That's, sorry, he's just grumbling. He's okay. grumbling. Um, he's coming to you. You hear a guy coming to the door, and and from the other side of the door, you say, "Who's who's out there?" Inqui- inquisitors from the Church of the Silver Flame, sir. Yeah. Uh, you hear him locking, or not locking, unlocking multiple locks, and he swings open the door. He's holding, he's holding like a kitchen knife, but it's not like menacing. It's just kind of like he w- was holding a kitchen knife before this. Put, put the knife down, sir. You mind if we come inside? <sighs> sure, yeah. Well, who are you? We're from the Church of the Silver Flame. We hear that uh, your town has been ravaged by evil. You said that. Who are you? My name is Chad. Okay. The Fire Liker. My name is Carlos, the Knife Suspector. (laughs) My name is Tom, the Farmer. (laughs) He puts down the knife. Thanks. He kind of turns away from you and just motions you to, to follow him in. He's going like more church, god damn it, more church, half this damn cha- town is church. This whole place is fucking church, ain't done any good. My name's Tom. Tom Fell. <laughs> I, I walk in and do that thing where I just kinda drag my finger around along like a surface and like check and see how dusty it is. Like, like it doesn't mean anything, but it, it looks like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh yeah, it looks like you know what you're doing. Okay. The church folk that you're uh, used to dealing with, maybe from the uh, ministry, we're militants. Uh, we get the job done, or your lack of money back. Did, sir, uh, Tom, I'm sorry to come at you at this late hour, but uh, did, did you or anyone you know come in contact with the evil that just went through the town? He, uh, he, uh, wait, do a, do a sense motive check. It'll be great. <laughs> do you have a sense motive score in your skills? Uh, I do. All right, you can do one too. Okay. And mine should be high because I have a wisdom of sixteen. I think I... both of you guys have reasonable wisdoms, but yeah. No, I, I don't have any like extra score on sense motive. All right. Well, what's your wisdom then, and what's your sense motive? My sense motive is checked but blank. But 
it, my wisdom is 16 and my ability modifier is therefore plus three. So. My, my wisdom is 16 plus three. What are the odds? Both of you have the same score. Okay, it's great. You, he, he, he hears your question. What was the question? <laughs> Did you or anyone that you know come in contact with the evil that ravaged your town? No, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, man. This is the only evil here is just church corruption. Um, but Dan, you can tell he's 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 hiding something. <clears throat> you have any family, sir? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got family. Where are they? They're here. My wife, Bonnie. Bring her out. She's she's in the. <laughs> this area is like it's like an entry area that's attached to a kitchen area, so she's visible in this room. Yeah, let me describe. It's just like a house. There's a staircase that goes up into presumably like maybe bedrooms or stuff. But the main area is just kind of a one room. It's like a family room, dining room, kitchen kind Sir, of. Sir, I've combo. been in houses. Yeah. <laughs> I've lived in cooler places. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's just part of the <laughs> As tour. If that guy was saying that. Yeah. My house is. A <laughs> uh, Bonnie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I'm Inquisitor Carlos, the unimaginative, hence the name. I'm Chad, the Firelicker. Great. Don't mind me. I'll be just cooking. I'll have something out in just a sec. You probably need food. Hey, listen, Bonnie, I couldn't help but notice across the way there's a couple burned-out buildings over there. Do you want to tell me what, uh, what, what you saw, what, what went down over there? That was, uh, that was just James. James and his wife, they uh, moved out. They burned their whole place down and just moved out one day. Never spoke to nobody. Can I sense motive on her? Yeah. She's, she seems to be telling the truth. James is just your neighbor? Well, yeah, they were, yeah. How big is your family? Well, f three. Including you two? Yeah, yeah. Who, who's missing here? What's his name? <laughs> Cliff. <laughs> He's sick. Well, is he sick with uh, <laughs> various disorders that come from being raised by people that forget your name? <laughs> I'm kidding, sorry. Um, it's okay. He, he, he called me a goblin earlier. It's all right. Can I see Cliff? Uh, why? I'd like to take Cliff notes. <laughs> I don't That's been our show. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> Is that a reference to something? It will be. <laughs> Wink. I'd like to see Cliff. You see, we just come into town. This is what we do. It's part of procedure. Yeah, church. you guys. You guys seem angry about the church, but we're we're here to help. Like, if you, if your church, if your town has been under attack by evil, we're here to help. You've had complaints about the church. I'm assuming those complaints aren't that they were thorough, attentive, empathic, concerned. Concerned? No, not but, concerned. So I'm here to change that tide. Right. I'm not like my colleagues. I'd like to talk to Cliff. Are you guys healers? You guys healers? I'm a healer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 pull, I pull Carlos aside and I go, hey, why don't we get in these guys' good graces and go up there and heal their sick child? Maybe I will. I have to see him first. Well, he's sick. He shouldn't be seeing anybody. Except a cleric, you dingbat. <laughs> I mean, it's your funeral. Are you threatening me? Or is <laughs> it's just a figure of speech. Oh. Well, can you tell me? I mean, you, you just said, what does he have, plague? 
No, no. We don't really know what he's got. I, we, we just start walking up the stairs or wherever Cliff is. We, we just like f- go like to find him. With, like, we just push past the parents towards wherever Cliff is. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but you, do, you successfully push past him. Uh, as, I, as I push past, I also run my finger along another surface and do the dust check. It's, uh, it tells you different information than last time. Yeah. Uh, you hear a crashing and banging coming from up the stairs as well as a yelling and Tom starts cursing. God damn it. God damn it. Not now. God damn it. Come on, man. Cliff. Come on, man. God damn it. Ascend. Well, did you keep an eye on Bonnie and what's his name? Cl- Tom. 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 Tom fell. And let me uh, let me check out Cliff. I just don't want them coming up behind um, us. I got eyeballs on the on the uh, on the. Tomcats, and you go uh, check the eagle's nest. Scenario three. <laughs> I, go to the, I go to the door from which the sound is coming. All right, you do that. Um, at the top of the stairs, you see a shifting blue light flashing wildly under a crack in a bedroom door. You feel a sense of dread creep through your entire vo- body as you hear an unearthly voice bellowing, Get out of my home! Get out of it! Cliff? No. Well, not your home then. You f- Checkmate. <laughs> he doesn't respond, so maybe. I am here bearing the power of the silver flame. I am a purifying vessel. I sense that you are evil. You have five seconds to vacate this premises and this domain. Uh-huh. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> now I'm gonna uh yeah, I am just gonna I'm just gonna open the door. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything fancy, I'm just gonna open the door. You see a large bed shaking and bouncing around, and there's a kid belted down to the bed, and there's a strange light. There's a strange light kind of flashing around the room, and you see darkness kind of emanating and leaking from the kid's eyes and his mouth. Shit. He's like, you have no power over me. Oh, That's but all I he do. says. I do. I, I, I hear that, and I come in and join them in the room together, and I say, Carlos, you know what to do. Channel energy. I send out a burst of healing light to heal well the living no to damage uh, actually uh, to damage the undead yeah okay you do that uh, you you see the wave wash over him and he goes Rah! but he doesn't seem damaged or hurt in any way as if he's not a member of the undead and that's called elimination <laughs> I'm always one step ahead. He's not undead. Mm-hmm. I'd call this a case of possession. And that really gets my giblets. <laughs> f- f- finish your statement. Holy water. Do you, do you have holy water? Yeah, I do. Oh, all right. We'll cross it out then. Wait, you're taking it away? Oh, no. Okay, yeah, I'm using it. Okay, yeah, holy water. <laughs> 
Yeah, you sing it. Can I get a, a pencil later? Yeah, okay, I'll get I'll, you one later. Okay. Or maybe someone else can get you one later. Okay, for now, just remember if I try to use holy water later that I don't have it. I'll get it. Yeah, it'll be great. Okay. Oh, no. You miss. <laughs> you miss the bedridden child. Holy water splatters to the floor in a broken file. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'm just going to try to, like, mop some of it up out of my hands. All right. Well, it's not your turn now. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> Turns. <laughs> Sorry. Initiative. It's Jeff. Um, well, I, I don't have any uh, skills to it, like, to, to get rid of evil, necessarily. Um, I, I, I call on the, uh, the, the, the... I summon the, uh, the, the advice of the, uh, the keeper of the flame. Hmm. You you uh, you meditate on the voice of the the silver flame, and it doesn't tell you any any specific things, but you recall your training, which, um, which is like to kill evil. Okay, um, I, I, I have some I have some cloth with me. Does this, do I still have a turn? I kind of wasted that one. Well, what did you do? Did you well, do I take my cloth and I go over to where the holy water mist, and I try to mop up the holy water <laughs> and absorb the mist holy water, and then try to use. <laughs> The absorbed holy water on Cliff. All right. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't coddle me. If, it, if that's stupid, then, like... No, I mean, it is stupid, but that doesn't mean it doesn't work. <laughs> it could work very well. Right. Um, all right. Well, you do that. You start mopping his brow with, a, with a, a, a mop. No, not a mop. A handkerchief made of holy water, uh, inundated with holy water. Yeah. It deals two damage. And as that happens, you can see, you can see the kid, he raises his, his arm and a, a tendril of shadow lashes out of his armpit at you, dealing four damage. Jesus Christ. So he goes, ah, we, we got armpit boogans. Yeah. All right. Shit got real. Is it my turn? Uh, no, it's the ghost's turn. He doesn't do anything, though. He's just laughing. Is it my turn now? Well, you hear you hear people coming up the stairs, and it's it's Tom and Bonnie. They're like, "What's going on? What are you doing?" More. I heard some stuff breaking. We're doing more than you did. Close the door. All right, You're bad they, parents. <laughs> they close the door. All right, now I, it's I, wanna, well, I didn't I didn't waste a turn doing that, did I? No, no. Okay, because I want I want to cast that thing where. Um, I win? No. I, I, uh, it's the, it's the, it's the, uh, I think it's solar flare. No, it's, uh, uh no, it that's just flare? a blinding thing. It's the thing that kind of just like, I'm looking for it now and I don't see it. It's the, it's a spell where I, uh, shit balls. I'm sorry. I thought it was like a, uh, a thing where I create like an aura that, uh, of deflection. Is mm -hmm. that what it is? Well, what are you trying to do? kind of deflect things with an aura. No. I, I, I'm looking for it now. I don't see it now. Yeah, well, what are you looking for? Oh, deflect. I wanted to make like a bubble. You know, I just like, oh, shit's going down, so I just want to buff us, you know? Like, right. a, if it's like a, a, a video game, I'm just like, I'm just looking to buff. Yeah, I think that's the aura of deflection, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm like, hamana, 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 silver flame. Stop. 
And I make like a, I just, it makes you better at what you do, makes us all better at what we do. Thanks, man. <laughs> all right, great. Um, now it's Jeff's turn. <laughs> Shit. Um, I, I don't know how to attack a, uh, like a ghost inside a kid's body. Um, I, uh, shit. Um, I, I cast flare and try to dazzle the ghost while, like, to buy time <laughs> for Carlos to finish the job. Oh, man. You see the ghost. No, not the ghost. There's no ghost. You see the kid get dazzled. He's like, oh, like that. Carlos, I got him dazzled. Go in for the fucking kill. It's his turn, though. Oh, shit. He goes, uh, he, he, he starts thrashing about, and uh, you can see kind of these shadow tendrils lashing out some more. Uh, what's your, what are each of your armor class, actually? 17. 17. Great. All right, well, both of you pass. All right, the shadows lash at your body, but they hit your armor, and it's, it feels good against your armor. <laughs> Leave this child or we will kill him. There's, there's pounding on the door. I don't, what do you think you're doing? Do you know what you're doing? Because we could have just killed him. <laughs> we thought you'd like do something. Pound, I, pound. I, I, I say out loud. I, 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 the damn church. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we'll show you the power of the church. Uh, I, I dare. I tell the ghost, the ghost inside Cliff, come out and fight like a ghost and not be a shit. <laughs> well, it's Dan's turn, but you do say that. Okay. I, 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 I check for more dust. God Wait, what? I'm, I didn't hear that. We're really out of our league here. Like, we know. <laughs> what? That would be nice if they had that. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. that would be nice if we abolished that. Right. Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, I want It's hard to hit a kid like with yeah. a weapon because it's like. Yeah, you really went in guns a blazing. I know. We did. We did. We're bad. We're level two. Oh. I, I, I just, I just punch the kid in the face. <laughs> It's a non-lethal attack. Like, I'm not using a weapon. I'm just like, I just want to make it clear it's, it's, that we don't care. Like, like, you can't use a human shield. We don't negotiate with ghosts. All right. All right. Well, um, so you, 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 you raise your fist and stomp over to the little boy. And um, out, out in front of the little boy, a ghost kind of bursts out of his, his body and kind of stands like, like guarding the little boy. But, you know, he's a ghost, so you just walk through him. And you deck the little boy. Oh. <laughs> oh, unless you want to stop, does the ghost make you change your... Because well, it yeah, might. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Well, then what do you want to do in response to the ghost? Because uh, that would be funny, though. <laughs> well, I mean, if I if I see the ghost, can I do more than stop? I mean, I, 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 I you know, I, 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 whatever happened to good old turning of the undead? You know, I'm a cleric. Like that's like, that's a feat oh, you'll get undead. next level. He's a yeah, and I, I, I well, I, a ghost I, is traditionally undead. 
Yeah. Oh well, but but if when he's in the dude, he wasn't like I. I mean, um, I said you may be making assumptions that aren't based in reality. That's a catch-all, right? I can't answer that question without giving you a hint. Carlos, you just walked through a ghost before you hit that child. Well, he didn't hit the child. Yeah, you you almost hit a child, but thank God that ghost came out. (laughs) All right. Well, I don't want to do too much metagaming, but I think it might be an illusion. Maybe, like, like this isn't... I don't think everything is what it seems. I'm going to punch the kid anyway. So you step through the ghost and you deck the kid. The ghost or the kid is still laughing like ah, ha ha ha, and you deck the kid and he, and he, he you hit him pretty hard. He um, I'm not proud of it. Right. Well, you can be. Um, he takes four damage and you can see his face start to swell and he goes ah ha 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 and the ghost uh, the ghost that came out starts like grabbing on you and you can feel its coldness but. It can't hurt you for whatever reason. The ghost might be good. <laughs> the ghost might be good? I gotta yell something out at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I go over and I, I hit the kid too. <laughs> <laughs> the, ghost, the ghost is protecting the kid. The, the ghost is protecting the kid? The kid's possessed by a demon. Right. The ghost is undead. And is but is is out in front of the kid and and not oh, oh, and the oh. kid is like still has a demon in him or something right so I I, I think it maybe seems like we're making progress by hitting this kid <laughs> <laughs> you're always making some sort of progress I wait I wait for my turn <laughs> okay well that will be after I I I I pass <laughs> I, I I go to the kid I raise my fist like I'm gonna hit him. All right, so then the, the ghost boy jumps off at Dan and starts grappling onto you, but again, it can't really do much. You can just feel like cold ghost fingers touching you, and it's real creepy. Um, and then the demon boy is like, ah, ha, ha, ah, ha, ha, and he starts vomiting all over the place. Um, so you guys got to make reflex saves. What are your reflex saves? Two. Two oh, plus two? Two. Two plus two or two? Well, two an ability modifier two. So That's four, four baby. Four. four. Um, cool. Okay, so both of you, I gotta, I keep not hitting you guys. You both dodge, but uh, the ground is all slippery and slick with vomit. It's gross. Um, then, just then, the the mom and the dad burst in through the door, and the dad's got a knife, and the 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 mom has a flower pot. That's sexist, but whatever. <laughs> It's a classic female weapon. I mean, no, she has a rolling pin. Yeah, she it's a rolling she, pin shaped like a vagina. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, "Leave our kids alone! You guys are the worst." Kids? Uh, yeah. Kids. Is one of them a ghost? Yeah, one of them died about two months ago. We're still kind of. Dealing with it. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Archer. Archer, if you want to protect Cliff, you must work with us. Not again. Well, you can't punch a kid to death <laughs> and kill the demon inside. 
Wait. I can't talk. I didn't say that. The ghost doesn't talk. I said that. Me, the DM. Archer, help us. It looks at you with weird glowing eyes, and then it dives back into the, to the boy. And the boy starts thrashing around some more and laughing. Ha ha ha, get out of my house. I'm going in. <laughs> You're going into a little boy? All right, full disclosure, I say to the parents, like, we're not really, we don't, we're, this is our first time fighting a ghost. <laughs> Demon. And yeah, I, I asked uh, Tom and uh, Bonnie, is, it, is, is, is the, the ghost that's possessing your child the, the dead other child? Uh, I don't know, man. This is confusing. We're just trying to follow the facts. That ghost looked like, you know, the dead kid. Archer. Sidebar? Yeah. You know the only thing we haven't tried? What? Getting out of the house. <laughs> I mean, it's like we, we're, we're assuming we're supposed to... Yeah, we thought you were going to heal him. We didn't want you to kill him. Sorry, you're sidebarring. I'll heal the damage I caused by punching his face. But nope. then I think our work is done here. <laughs> Thorough. Channel energy. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Ah, ha, ha, ha. He gets healed, though. You like that? Yeah, it's funny to me. What else do you like? Evil. You want some real cold soup? You want some gross soup? Does that taste good to you? Are you like the Adams family? Like where everything bad is good? <laughs> yeah, I'm like the Adams family. Bonnie, go make a bowl of horrible-tasting soup. What the hell? What are you guys doing? I have a plan. Don't question the church. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know what we're, we're going to get we out, have of to just get out of healing this we kid. Have to just we, leave. No, we, I, we could just leave. We have to just leave. Yeah. We don't. We don't. Okay. We don't know what we're doing. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, I turn to them uh, and I do another dust check on the thing and I go, look, uh, we're going to be back. Yeah. Gonna, we, 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 have to, we have a couple other uh, leads to check out. Yeah. And, uh, we'll make sure that we help your kid and we're going to redeem the church in your eyes or our name isn't Chad and Carlos. <laughs> in the meantime, ask yourself, how is this your fault? <laughs> My pot is boiling over. Dinner is ruined in addition to this terrible evening. Good. The demon will like that. <laughs> and then his mind will be blown that you're on his side. He might leave. He might be defined by opposition. A lot of demons like to fight. If you just give them bad soup, which they think is good soup, they get confused and bored and they leave. Try that. We'll be back. I, we, we, we walk down the hallway, and I go, Carlos, like, like, you're supposed to be the healer guy. I, I'm a fire user. I healed him. I can't just burn everything. Like, you're supposed to, like, you threw, like, we tried the holy water thing. We got the ghost out. Like, what the fuck? I don't, we didn't get the ghost out. The ghost came out. Like, I, I, it doesn't, I'm, I'm, look, I don't know. I've never fought that kind of thing before. I, don't, I only can do so much. I can heal. I can cause wounds. I can heal the wounds I cause. <laughs> 
Why don't like, we Why don't we take it down the street and let's let's gather some information. Let's 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 grow as a team here. It, yeah, I, I mean, mean, we might learn something. Yeah, I mean that kid's been possessed for what months? He seems fine. He a week. Like, yeah. He'll he'll keep. A week. A week? Yeah. yeah. What's another yeah. 10 minutes a day really, going to do? It seems like also he, it, a lot of laughing. It seems like it's pretty fun. Like every, every, seems, I, seems like everyone's a winner. I didn't get a letter saying go to a farmhouse and help right. Bonnie, you know, with her kid. We, you, I, know, I, you know what we, we should gotta, do? We, we, we haven't even been we, to town. These people probably aren't even why don't paying we taxes. Go, why don't we go across the street and check out these burned out the houses that, that the, the guy, uh, the neighbor, James... Uh, and James. wife left. Yeah, we're going to go check out some, some the area. Well, I, we walk over toward the James burned out buildings. Should we should we call it? Is that a good stopping point? No, we didn't do shit. Well, it's 10. I mean, we've been at this for an hour, right? How long I mean, have we been doing this? Yeah, like a half hour. Well, we can keep going. I'm sorry. No, no I just no, thought no, it was no, 10. It, it's, it's 10 o'clock. Maybe, maybe. We just wouldn't be ending on any applause. You guys are dooming me to have to do some kind of rap or. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I would love you to rap. Yeah. <laughs> do a. Con- All right. Put, put that foam pig back on your head and uh, let's do some rapping. We All didn't right. do anything. We we went into a room and it was a kid. I think but that's guys important. That's, enough, that, that's we, like the cold open of our movie. We, like it's like we're bad at what we're doing. Like, <laughs> and that makes the audience resonate with us. They're like, yeah, I don't know what I would have done either. Like that guy's like protection from evil. Like fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like like, and not that we're saying if you. Yeah, I'm just saying like I, I got a bunch of spells that are like yeah. I, I tried. I. We also, were out I, of our league. Yeah, I took out some spells that relate to evil. Because they're overpowered. Okay. Like, detect evil would be kind of a, a count, an anti-climax. In yeah, I would have used that right away. All right, Zach, you got a beat back there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo. Come on. Burbank rap. Burbank rap. B-U-R-B-A-N-K Take it to the Burbank Burr It's cold outside for your money Got to go to the Burbank With your honey Make a, a deposit Don't make a withdrawal I'm gonna uh, fuck your mama Fuck your sister Fuck them all Get the Burbank a Burbank rap It's cold I need interest Burbank Turn up the heat I need a FDIC Insured account for your mama's pussy in the amount of one one juicy pussy let me tell you about the time I went to Nebraska (laughs) with a quick stop in Alaska yeah and I looked at my list of to-do taskas and I said I gotta go to Burbank and take out a pussy so I did. I went back to Burbank and I fucked your mama on the counter at the Burbank. And I said, Ooh, it's cold in here, but it's hot in you. She said, What you gonna do? I said, I'm already doing it. Thank she- you for coming to Harmon Town, everybody. Spencer Crittenden. Christina O. Thank you to Zach, Kevin, Sarah, Church, all of our friends here. Kevin, 
Spencer Crittenden, everybody. I'm in your comptroller, Jeff Davis. Your mayor, once again, is Dan Harmon. And watch Okja next Wednesday. Oh, fuck. God damn it. We didn't plug the goddamn thing. The, what? Buy a gun. The, the Friday 40 show. Oh. Come watch Friday 40 uh, uh, on Friday. Here. <laughs> I, I thought I would know what you were talking about. It's in the... I gotta, we're, we're doing a taping of that Friday 40 show. Maybe some of you have seen it. I've done it a couple times. It's... Uh, Often you know, at the meltdown. Yeah. Scott Gimple, who uh, you know, runs The Walking Dead. and Dave uh, Holmes. Dave Holmes, the great guys. And they have this fun 40 show. 40 ounces. Friday. Yeah. You drink, they, people drink 40 ounces and answer questions of the week in pop culture, which that show must be insane now because it's like, how do you even keep up with what's happening in the news? But uh, it's a fun little uh, game show, and uh, we're, we're going to do a little taping of it uh, next Friday. So... Or the, the the next Friday that happens, not Friday. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Thank you for coming to Harmontown, everybody. Yeah. That's been a show. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.